I like that, I like that, I like that. Welcome to the John Sandwich Show! <laughs> Can't believe it's like, I don't look like Bane anymore when I'm gonna be talking. <laughs> I swear to God, it felt like I was drinking this beer for two hours. That it's a scam. Did it touch you? Did it touch you? Yeah, it made me, made me feel things. Should we let everyone else in on the conversation? If it's too loud, they just turn it down, right? Perfect sandwich. Beautiful. Welcome back to the John Sandwich Show. Welcome. We are one down today. Yeah. We're just having a chill cast. Yeah, very tonight. chill cast. You might notice in the description, Eric has a new house. Well, that is why he's not here. He is yeah. packing his old house. He selfishly chose moving his family over coming to this podcast. That's so selfish, man. How could you? Yeah. His house looks pretty nice, though. Yeah, it's pictures. I wish I had. Yeah, me too, man. I'm uh, I'm excited to go have some dinner there. That's for damn sure. Yeah. How's your week been, man? Big it's been what, like two weeks since we've seen each other. Yeah, it's been a while. You went on vacation. Yeah. Um, I've had a pretty eventful couple weeks because, like, my cat started bugging out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell everybody about that, man. Um, my mom watches the show. She's probably gonna message me because I didn't tell her. Hmm. But uh. She listens so, to the show. She doesn't yeah, watch it. That's true. She <laughs> listens to it. Um, Get out of Twitch, John. Work. You are not on Twitch right now. Um, Which, by the way, his uh, it's in the description. Yeah. Like me. Follow me. Push the heart. Hit that bell. Selfish plug. Um, yeah. Uh, my cat just like walked up to me one day and had one eye that was fully dilated, like mm-hmm. wide as a saucer, and the other one was like fully like closed and normal mm-hmm. and like the other uh, the pupil yeah like he had some crazy like concussion or something and uh-huh. i was like that's not right at all like that is a problem very big problem um so we took him immediately to the vet with which we have insurance for yeah we have cat insurance for all of our cats two of them all two um but yeah they looked at him and they were didn't really know what was wrong with him and then they did a few tests, and they were like, "Oh, it's uh, roundworms that he has. Round like it's worms, messing." Like plural. Yeah. So like microscopic worms that are like the size of a cell. And also, they said he might have a tapeworm too, and oh, man. that affects their nervous system. Uh huh. So. So is that why he was bugging out like a few weeks ago? Like no, no, no. That that was, that was different. the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. The other one. The reason he's losing fur might also be. Uh, worms. So we're actually taking him in soon to get it, the same shot, but all they needed was like one shot and it just nuked all parasites oh, from nice. his body. And That's good. all we're doing now is giving him some like nervous system painkillers. I don't think oh, okay. he needs them, but just oh, j- to j- be sure. Just to help out with like the, the, the healing process. Uh, the, the death of the worms. Yeah, they said like his eye may not ever go back to normal. It's oh, really? largely normal. But you can, if you look closely, you can still kind of see that the pupils are different mm. sizes now. Oh, interesting. But, he, so but like, he's going to be fine, though. Yeah, he'll be yeah. fine. Oh, that's good. Just, it's that's pretty crazy. Like, I didn't know worms could do that to your eye. So, uh, and they said they'd never seen that before. Really? Yeah. But really? just all the signs, they were like, all the signs point to parasites. Wow. And they gave him the old shot, and they were like, let's see how that worked. And like, before we even got home, like, mm. his eye was already. Oh really? Looking way better. So is that contagious? Uh, sort of. 
not super contagious. Where it comes from is fecal matter in like the cat box and stuff. So mm-hmm. if you have an old cat box and like uh they like step in something, mm-hmm. they'll like like mm-hmm. a cat does, they'll lick it off basically and uh that's how they ingest those worms. Interesting. So we got a new cat box too and we're gonna take Sherlock back to get the same shots he did. Right on. So is it uh just like pre- preventative maintenance right now just to have to clean the cat box like all the time now or yeah we're like doing it every day are they're like strictly indoor cats too right yeah yeah but it can still happen apparently like sometimes worms just appear is it like food like can food like uh cause any of that or is it just i have no idea just weird stuff that happens with cats uh just weird shit maybe the food i don't know i don't know what outside thing they could get it from hmm. mm. interesting well, that sounds like a crazy uh, week. I'm sure you're fucking terrified for a while, man. Yeah, I thought it was like, I thought they were going to say like, because of course you look it up and it's like feline lymphoma or something yeah. like that. And you're like, oh, yeah, God. Like, no. Yeah, Google usually doesn't give the, like the best responses, you know? Yeah, they it really doesn't. There's so many factors to include. And once I, once the vet started like talking to me about these like different things that I just, I didn't know to look for. When you look that up on Google, then it says like, yeah, parasites. Like, oh, yeah. he, his eye, his like inner eyelid that mm-hmm. cats have was kind of showing on one side, and that's like a sign of parasites. And it's like it wouldn't be like cancer if he has this, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah. And is like his expertise greatly outweighed anything Google could yeah. muster. Uh, yeah, so, that's interesting. I was glad we took him. Always take your cats to the vet. Get oh, yeah. an cats expert. And dogs, cats and dogs. Yeah. Literally anything. Your mm-hmm. iguana, your snake. Yourself. Yeah. Except for right now. Don't go to the doctor right now over minor symptoms. Yeah. Unless you're peeing blood or something. Yeah. yeah so yesterday I had a, a mix up with um, like my physical at work. So I had to go back um, and go take another physical. Mm-hmm. And fucking man, it was two and a half hours long. I was sitting in the doctor's office, like in the actual office itself, all naked and shit. In the lobby, oh, in the, in lobby. the lobby with like all these fucking sick people, you know. And like, if anyone's read the news recently, the COVID nineteen is a uh, pretty fucking popular right now. You know, it's it's a spreading yeah. disease, and we live in the Pacific Northwest. So I'm sitting there, and like the receptionist is talking to people about like coronavirus, whether or not to come in, and shit. It's like, man. I'm here for two and a half fucking hours to get a physical, and there's sick people everywhere. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> like, I do not want... Pandemic ruins everything. Yeah, it really does, man. So I was, uh, like, there's been a lot of studies and a lot of people, like, talking about it, obviously. And they're thinking, that, like, it's been in Washington State since, like, December. Probably. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, we're only testing the people that might have symptoms. Think about how many people already have had it or have it. Yeah, and, and there's just, just no test for it. Yeah, I just brushed it off as like I'm sick. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. I mean, because people like me and you and even kids, like it could just look like the flu or like a really bad cold. Yeah, something that I'm convinced I've already had it. You think so? <laughs> Probably, man. Uh, yeah, but we had this one friend. That... At least I hope I've already had it. Like that's what I hope. I was like, I hope I've already had it, and then it's just it's all yeah, it's all good and gravy here on out. Yeah, I mean. It's still pretty rare. Right Even, now. Yeah, right now it's still pretty rare. I'm glad I work from home. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. 
That is awesome. Have you uh, gone out and tried to buy toilet paper lately? No. Are they? Is it all gone? Yeah, dude. We went to Costco for untoilet paper related problems, and uh, we went to like their milk. You know how their their milks. Have you been to the Linwood one? Yeah. Uh, so you know how like where you go get the milk, and then like right beyond that is where the toilet paper is. Yeah. There was like a fucking line, and like workers like rationing out the toilet paper. Wow. And, like, everybody had, like, one or two or five fucking toilet papers, and they were just rationing out the toilet papers. Like, nope, you can only have this much. Sorry, we don't have that much. You know, everyone needs to have a chance to get it or whatever. Mm. It was fucking nuts, man. It's like, toilet paper, out of, out of all things, you're worried about toilet paper. Yeah, you could use anything for toilet yeah. paper. You can fucking use, you could rags, use water. Water. It's like a bidet. Yeah. I bet you could engineer a bidet easily. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised because Costco has bidets. I'm surprised those weren't fucking sold out, too. Yeah. It was like, fuck the toilet paper. Let's get a bidet. That's an actual really strong case for a bidet. Yeah. Is like you never have to get toilet paper even in an emergency. Yeah. Well, even and water's water. not going to turn off. Yeah. It'd be a pretty shitty day if the yeah. water turned off. Well, yeah. That's why I don't understand like the all the water stuff. Like I understand like preparing for like an earthquake or a natural disaster. Yeah. But this is like a pandemic scenario like you don't need water you can still get it from your faucet and if you're that worried about drinking the water get a filter or something yeah you know? and get a fucking printer filter yeah it's crazy man people are going fucking crazy over this shit right now yeah and like you said for toilet paper yeah. all things have you uh have any stories or anything about that like what have you seen online about it uh not really anything like yeah. just that um a lot of schools are closing and uh my work I uh, actually sent something out that if you can work from home, definitely work from home. You're like, bitch, Just to I'm give people there. peace of mind. And yeah, I was like, bitch, I'm already here. But I can understand that because I work in a corporate office and mm-hmm. most people are in the 45 to 65 range. Yeah. A lot of those people, they like people in the upper like 60s, like they can absolutely maybe not die but at the very least get pushed back very far health-wise just oh, yeah, from man. one bout of pneumonia or something like oh, that yeah. that you can get from covid well it's yeah it's pretty dangerous for like the older guys and girls out there which is weird that it's such a selective virus on who you know who it really attacks like well it's just it's interesting who, whose lungs are weakest you know yeah well, usually with, like, the flu, uh, children are at a great risk, too. Like, children and older. Children and the elderly. Like, that's the flu risk. But, like, here, it's just it's just the elderly. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. Yeah, I have no idea. There's like, a lot of conspiracy theories out there. I don't know if I'll talk about them right now. but <laughs> The government made it. Yep. No, it's crazy stuff, man. Like, living, like, I, like, driving around, it's a fucking ghost town. Like, usually, like, huh. it takes me... I barely like, leave the house. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so driving around like on the major freeways or going to a restaurant, like Mary and I went to a restaurant um, last night, and the parking lot is usually full. Like every Friday, it's usually full because we usually go every Friday or every other Friday. Same restaurant, always full. Ghost town, no cars anywhere. Wow. It was crazy, man. That's nuts. Yeah. So I don't know. People are taking it pretty seriously. That's for damn sure. Which I guess in some yeah. instances he should, you know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so mm. uh, we are drinking some good uh, Fremont Universal Pell L. Some good shit, and John is drinking a tall boy of White Claw. 
Yeah, they make White Claws all big now. It is three carbs in this whole thing. Three Suck carbs? Suck on that. Let's see how much carbs I have in mine. There's so many carbs it doesn't even say. Yeah, it's just like, uh, enough, dude. Yeah, it's dude. enough. You're going to drink this uh, whole six-pack. doesn't really matter. Oh, it's a pint. <laughs> Ooh. It's a full pint. You're pinting me up, boy. It comes in pints. I'm getting one. Yeah, so I, uh, I recently took a trip to Arizona last weekend, which was nice. Oh, yeah, how did that go? You went to I went to Apache Junction, which is kind of like a suburb of Phoenix. It's like the old people community. Oh, no, that's great. Yeah, oh, dude, it was fucking amazing, man. I had a great time. Got to see a lot of family. Um, it was for my grandpa's funeral. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. My condolences. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, but so my grandma lives in like this... Uh, uh, it's like a community, almost like a, uh, like a double wide community, you know, 55 oh, yeah. year older community. And dude, that place is fucking rocking, man. They have fucking a hot tub. They have a pool, heated pool. Um, In their place or is it the community place? The, the, the community place. Okay. Like a billiards room. Like they have a, like a community center. They'll have like shuffleboard, all these outdoor games to play. Um, Hell like yeah. When we were there, they had like a live... A musician playing some acoustic guitar and with like a taco uh, truck and stuff. It's like, dude, this place is fucking badass. No one drives. Everyone has a golf cart and they just drive around the community in their golf cart. Wow. Dude, it was so much fun, man. Yeah, I can't I wait like, to be old and live in one of those things because I see those all the time and there's even some around here. They're not as like, they're not as cool, fancy, but yeah. um, yeah, like uh, I worked with someone at a bakery that lived in one of those and she thought it was great. It sounds great, dude. That's where I want to retire. Like, low rent, awesome amenities. Like, hopefully I have enough retirement saved up to where I can just travel, you know, yeah. do whatever the fuck I want. And that's what my grandparents did. They, they like, they, I mean, their house is really nice. They're, they're double white or whatever it is, a manufactured home. Yeah. It's really nice. They have a really nice car. Um, and they traveled all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they went on cruises and did all this stuff. Like, always came up up here like once a year and like did a either once a year or every other year just like a family like loop you know and saw the family for a couple of days and dude that's how i want to live my retirement days dude just fucking have a nice car a cool place a pool you know hang out with a bunch of other old people old podcast room yeah exactly man and like, talk about your old old music that back in the day yeah there's this uh uh older couple across the street from where across the the way i guess from where my grandparents live and they're like oh and they came by and hung out and drove their golf cart and said hi and introduced themselves and like yep yeah, we're the party ones if you guys need any drinks come over to our house was There's the dude like shirtless going. oh yeah dude well not shirtless but he had like a fucking uh really skinny like tank top nice. and he had a mustache that covered his lower lip and it went across like towards his ears yeah you know, one of those, like, you couldn't see his mouth move, but he was talking. <laughs> Remind you of, like, the general from, like, the those commercials or whatever? Yeah. yeah it's like the general or... Uh, who's that one dude that always plays a cowboy? Oh, uh, Sam fucking, Elliott. Yeah, Sam Elliott, yeah. <laughs> he had, like, a big-ass uh, white mullet, and it was just fucking, like, four Pure inches white. on top and curly, and then, like, long fucking probably, like, eight inches of mullet. And it's like, dude... Hell yeah, fucking. He was probably a swinger. Oh yeah, well he had two two women with him. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I couldn't tell. If That's one was... totally the stereotypical like swinger yep. old people community. Yep. 
Nice. It was it was quite interesting, and everyone there is like has sunspots and is dark as fuck, and probably nice. yeah has melanoma all over their skin. I don't know, man. It yeah, was that's probably though. not the time to be tanning. Is in well, your late sixties. Yeah, but I guess you know if that's where you live, like, do you have another choice? Like, no one's going to, like, they're in their late 60s. They're like, ah, if I get it, I've lived my life. I might as well get some sun while I'm doing it, right? Yeah. That's uh, cool. Yeah, Not was, a lot was, of people yeah. know, but Arizona has a lot of nice places. Yeah. Like, uh, Scottsdale is pretty famous, but northern Arizona, like, if you look up real estate up there, mm-hmm. it's all just beautiful pretty expensive too you yeah. think it wouldn't be that expensive just being out in the middle of nowhere but mm-hmm. that whole area is fucking nice is it there's some really good communities over in northern arizona that's a place to retire nice yeah and that's where everyone does man fucking they just retire and hang out man i mean they're really nice places man like i don't yeah it's all right with me man you know isn't there like no sales tax or state tax at all you know i'm not quite sure they have some crazy taxes over there taxes yeah i'm not quite sure um like how the the taxes work i I just know it's sunny and i know for a lot of the older people it's a lot easier on their arthritis being in a really warm climate really warm dry climate yeah and one that doesn't change often yeah i kind of miss that too like every um, oh, you sharing on the Twitter? Yeah. But yeah, after every winter here, it's just, it's like I forget what the sun feels like and what heat feels like. It feels like you've been in winter for like the whole of your life sometimes after it leaves. And in El Paso, that is the never. It, you got like six days of pure cold, mm-hmm. and then it went back to normal. Yeah, right. it, it's definitely interesting, man, because, I don't know, it's just like being in like warm weather, like usually I wasn't ready for it. Like I got off the plane looking like a fucking Eskimo. Like I was bundled <laughs> up, had my beanie on, had like fucking my boots on, long pants, got off the thing, and everyone's like, oh man, like, and it was high, it was like 80 degrees, and I'm fucking in a jacket, pants or just fucking beanie people look at me weird because i look like a fucking eskimo look at this washingtonian pretty much man <laughs> well that well it was crazy so when we first got off the plane when we were flying from seattle to arizona like we got off and everyone's phone just started kind of blowing up because the first death of coronavirus happened so everyone nice. was talking about it you know, because it's like, that's the news you got once you got back from, or got to Arizona. It was like first death in Washington from coronavirus. So it was like, and Mary was like a little sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so like she had a pretty bad cold, actually. And then like everyone like that we were with was like super paranoid of Mary. It was, it was a little weird. Oh, because she was from Washington? Pretty much, yeah. Everyone was like super paranoid that they were going to get the corona from Mary. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, which sucked get, for Mary. Like I she tried scare, her, but yeah, she you know, tried her hardest like to that. like act like she wasn't sick, you know, just to not scare people and shit. But it didn't work. Right? She didn't want people to catch her sniffling or some shit like that. Oh, it's that guy. It's the guy, Big Rick. 
2032. Sorry, I'm sharing stuff on uh, Twitter, so I can't see anything right now. I can't see the chat. Um, let's, see, let's look at this chat. Hi, can I call in? Uh, we actually don't do call-ins right now. Yeah, we don't do call-ins. Sorry, my man. At this point. We uh, tried it once, and it didn't sound very good on the pod, so uh, we're just not doing call-ins. But how you doing, man? Uh, if you are a, uh, a listener, avid, you would notice that Eric is not here. He is uh, moving, moving into a new house, so that's why you got the John and John, the bread without the meat. So yeah, it's a little quiet around here. No zest. Yeah, it is a little quiet. It's hard to do just two people sometimes. It's kind of fun, you know? Yeah, just, it is fun. We just need to drink more. That's what happens. We just need to drink more. We need to be more belligerent. What's everyone drinking out there, all of our listeners? What is everyone drinking? I'm having a White Claw. Oh, White Claw. The Claw. I told my team that I drink White Claw, and they're like, of course you do, you fucking millennial. It's like, yeah. it's good. Look at the calorie count, dude. You can't beat that. Yeah, you really can. I mean, if you're cutting your calories, it's that or <coughs> coronavirus. Uh, Michelob Ultra. Yeah. Uh, the other day, um, I was getting beer and I wanted to like do my part against coronavirus. And uh-huh. so I went and I bought some. Uh, fuck, what is, it, what is it called? What's the other Mexican beer? Modelo? Modelo Especial. Yeah. And I was like, I'm doing my part. <laughs> and I drank it. I wanted to start like a viral meme or whatever, or uh, something viral saying, I found the cure to the coronavirus. Limes. Because <laughs> we all know that corona tastes like shit without a lime. So, you know. Yeah. Just, f- if they're sick, just put a lime in their mouth and uh-huh. flip them upside down. Yeah, and they're exactly. Cured. The cure. Just like that. They're done. We need to start a video. We'll probably get banned on every single website. Yeah. That's it'd be, tasteful. It'd be worth it. That's not right. People have died. How dare you? Well, yeah, yeah. Shit happens, man. It'll be a TikTok. Let's yeah. let's make a TikTok. All right, let's do that. That's how we'll reach the young people. Is we'll yeah. uh, TikTok all the time. Yeah. You ever tried that? No. I'm not. It, I'm not in one of those young people groups. Uh, it's basically Vine. You remember Vine? Mm-hmm. Vine with music. Dude, I loved Vine. Yeah. it's All it is is Vine, only you can, like, connect on Spotify or whatever and oh, yeah. uh, use whatever song you want over that video. Oh, really? Without yeah. any copyright issues? No, not really. And people could still get paid for it. Get paid for it? I don't yeah. know. Like, maybe if you do an advertisement on TikTok itself... But there's no, like, actual platform ads. So you don't really need to worry about it. It's all oh, just really? for fun. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Usually it's like those, sharing a meme. Usually those, like, type of platforms, like, if you're trying to make money off of it or whatever, the music might be a little bit of an issue. Yeah. It's really just most mostly to share on, like, Twitter or something of you doing something stupid. Maybe it won't get you paid, but it'll be something funny and some content. Plus, it's only, like... At most a minute long. Oh, really? So okay, so it's just, just it's just another avenue for all of your followers to see you do something. Yeah, exactly. Much. Okay. And there's like, there's always like some kind of trending music, trending song that they put over videos. Yeah. You know, like one of them is the Jack Stuber song. 
Buttercup. I don't know if you've heard it. It's no. good. Look it, it up. Yeah. I will. I will. Jack yeah, Stuber. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. We should yeah. start one. We could do some funny shit. Yeah, well, I guess if, if it's a minute long, I mean, it's usually unedited. It's just live at the time. Like, uh, Well, you can edit it. Like, it does have a trim and, like, uh, like stop and record, restart record, all that stuff. But you don't have to, like, stop exactly where you want it to cut. Oh, okay. You can actually, like, see it has a timeline that you can actually, like, trim up and make it look good. This is actually kind of making me sound a little old, isn't it? No. No? Okay, good. It's new. Good. TikTok good. is f- fairly new. And even, like, people that are, like, 19 are, like, those kids and their TikToks, you yeah. know? Cause it's, oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of a new new platform. So is it, like, new, more new. for high school kids? Yeah, mostly. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> Most high school kids <laughs> will know about it. I don't know if I'm influencer status enough to, like, have a TikTok and people would actually give a shit. It just has to be funny. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, well, let's try it. A John Sandwich TikTok. You may not get a lot of likes just we'll like TikTok. chilling in your car and it'll, it's just like you dancing to a song, hmm. which is like, there's that and then there's just the funny meme ones. Okay. Okay. All right. You're either a celebrity just in their car doing a TikTok or. Yeah. I usually avoid the ads on my comedy. Instagram and like uh, YouTube and stuff. I usually avoid it. It's like, eh, don't care. <laughs> Maybe I should care a little bit more. Well, if you uh, follow some hashtag that you're actually interested in, you can you might actually see yourself truly liking something and mm. following someone. So as a whole hashtag thing, huh? Pound symbol. Yeah, yeah, the pound. If you like pound us, symbol. pound sign the John Sandwich Show. Yeah, pound sign the John Sandwich Show. Pound sign great beer. Pound Buy our vinyl. Drinking. Pound sign. It's five o'clock somewhere. Pound sign. Pick up our vinyl and cassette tape. We have a new Walkman out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. That was even before you, huh? Walkman? Walkman? No, not before me. I remember having a not a not a traditional Walkman. It was a knockoff Walkman, but I had one. I had the tape one and the CD player one. Mm. Yeah, CD player was like the earliest I was. Dude, yeah. CD Where you walk around and it just skips. Yep, yep. Dude, it was so awesome to have a purple CD player. Right. Just, uh, I felt like the cool kid in school. On the bus. Yep. Boom. Dude, dude, technology, man. I remember uh, seeing my first MP3 player. Like It was like a Fred Meyer or something like that. It was, it was just MP3 player. It wasn't even like a Apple anything yet. That was yeah. before, the, before Apple. You're like, oh, it holds 20 songs, and it's like $400, or not even 20 songs, probably like 10 songs. You know, yeah, it was like a hundred megabytes. Exactly, and it was like fucking four hundred dollars. <laughs> like, man, it holds ten songs though. <laughs> and then remember when no skipping the iPod came out, and it was like you can hold ten thousand songs, and I'm just like, no, you can't. Oh yeah. my god, you can. Yep, yeah. ten thousand. I remember. Songs. I remember sharing iPads with people. Like they'd have like their playlist or whatever, or their iTunes iTunes or whatever and like sharing that stuff around and reminds me of the good old days of Napster and LimeWire and all those times I used to like download legally music legally download it's the statute of limitations is over I think you're good yeah it was definitely illegal yeah but it was like the poorest quality man 
So yeah, it that, was, and sometimes it wasn't even that song yeah. itself. It was just some bullshit that yeah, someone put on It was like someone there. recorded it from like their tape player and then like recorded it again. It was like the lowest quality. It's like, oh man, this sucks. Yeah, they got just some tape recorder yeah. and then played it back. Well, it's crazy though. I think like that whole Napster thing with uh, Lars Ulrich and whoever, like I think, yeah, the drummer from Metallica, like really helped are the music music streaming platform like really grow like how how are we going to do this like people are going to get their music illegally no matter what so Might how well. how do we make something that people could have the music they want without illegally downloading it and still pay the artist and still be able to make money because that was the biggest thing it wasn't that people were listening to music it was that you're not the artists aren't making money off the music you're making yeah right? that's the only issue in the whole thing is yeah. not getting the money for it. Yeah. So I think, uh, thank you Lars for uh, opening up this avenue of unlimited Did he music. help with that? He didn't help with it, but he sued Napster, which I'm sure you know, all these illegal sites then kind of took notice of Napster mm. and like figured out a way to you know, make it available to everybody because it was going to happen. Yeah. You know? In a lot of ways like what we have now is better than anything like it's honestly better than just downloading it for free yeah because you pay for the service so it's going to be good and you have just this unlimited platform of fully streamable music like yeah and it's good quality it's too man better than anything yeah it's great quality music well not great it's not well it's really good it's not like audiophile great you know yeah but I would say 96% of the population don't give a shit about audiophile quality um, recordings, you know? Yeah, unless I, you're, like, actually editing that. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. if you do care, you will, you're one of those people that buy the vinyl and... You, you know, have the beats. Yeah. The studio beats. Which, you know, I have a pretty pretty awesome sound setup. I should get a vinyl player. You should. There's yeah. a lot of them out there. There is. They're making a comeback. They are, man. Well, what's cool is, uh, you know, a lot of the artists are actually going to vinyl, too, because that's what's selling. People aren't buying CDs anymore. They're buying vinyls or they're streaming it on, like, Spotify or Amazon or whatever you're doing. Yeah. Come to think of it, the only thing that was really good about the CD was that it was smaller than the record. Yeah. And now that people have streaming on Spotify, now it's like buying a book. Yeah. Like, you want to have something that's in your hand yeah that you can look at and mm -hmm. just the whole record way with like the big old album art and the big yeah. old disc like it's just feels so much it's better it's physical than yeah the plastic cd that's just like and it has yeah. like this little leaflet in there and you just yeah. throw in this plastic bullshit in there yeah the record feels like an experience and you have mm -hmm. like this sometimes it has like a big booklet that comes yeah. out and you have both records and it has all the music on there and you get to flip the record and you have yep. to listen to every song usually yep. unless you're like playing with a needle like it is just a much better experience if you want to really get yeah. the music it is really nice yeah man yeah, it really is a good experience man i like uh but even with cds like one thing that i haven't like that i kind of miss from my youth is even with CDs, like unwrapping the plastic wrap and seeing the booklet, like like 
listening along and following along with the lyrics and stuff and getting yeah. a little bit of a band history. Like I miss the physical copy of stuff being able to just like put myself in a room and like really truly enjoy like what I'm listening to, yeah. you know, and just like, I could still do that with like Amazon or whatever. They give you like the lyrics or this and that, but to have like the band made art and everything like that's something that is definitely going away. Yeah. It's sad, but I think it will never truly go away. Cause look at books, like books are yeah. still Kindles are way easier to use, but yeah. books are still a thing because people like the physicality of it. Yeah. And the feel sit, of turning the page. Yeah, you know? and like each page you feel like something like you've accomplished something by finishing the page and you get to like exactly turn to the next one very nicely when on a Kindle it's like just like on your phone it's just boop. And well, it's like yeah. new page. Well, and that, it's silent and boring. Yeah. And well stuff. that and there's like this anticipation and maybe a little bit of anxiety and excitement and like maybe a little bit of adrenaline, like the closer you get to the end of the book. Oh you know, yeah, that too. You, like you, you see feel it. the you, end. You feel the end of the book. You know it's coming. Like this, the anxiety of like, what is gonna happen? There's not, there's not much left. Yeah. Like, how are they gonna wrap this up? Just like the anxiety of it. And like with the Kindle, you're like, you you press the button and it's like end. You're like, oh, you know, it's just like, it's like the, oh, that's the end, <laughs> right? You know, it's, just... it's like the buildup of having a book, like a physical book. Yeah. Like really gives you. You know, I feel like it really immerses you into it because you're able to, you know, like I just said, like know where you're at in the book. Yeah. You know, it's like watching a movie. You're halfway through and nothing's been done. You're like, okay, so how are they going to do this? Like, how are they going to finish this up? You know? Yeah. It just brings a new level to it. Absolutely. And it's kind of like fast food, you know, like we sacrifice a bit of the art for the convenience. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Like we don't care that Jack in the Box is greasy and, and like not very good for you. Like you're not there for that. And you're it doesn't there taste that great for it to be quickly, be quick, and fill you up. Yep, exactly, man. In a it, cheap way, yeah. and it doesn't taste good. I yeah. mean, and it's like, I guess for fast food standards, it's it's fast food. That's that's all you need to say. It's fast food. Yeah, you know, but to have like the experience of like making, like a pasta sauce that takes 12 hours and put in the time and that's cook time. That's not prep time. Yeah. You know, like I've made pasta sauces that take 12 hours to like simmer. Like you have to simmer that shit for 12 hours or it's going to turn out tasting like garbage. Oh yeah. You know, but there's an art in it. And even though you might be able to get a similar product, it doesn't taste as good, but you might be able to get a similar product. But, like, knowing that, like, every flavor is there and, like, the time you put into it and all that, like, the, the sense of accomplishment making that 12-hour sauce versus just going and buying a pre-made sauce that, eh, it's okay. And oh, it will yeah. do the job. Like, oh, it will do you. the job. It will it will make you full. Like, you'll eat it anyway. But, like, experiencing the time and all and everything you do to it, it's just, it's different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, tip. Enjoy the finer things in life sometimes. Yeah, man. You don't always have to eat out, and you don't always have to, like, get the super amazing high-def version of the song or movie, but yeah. do it sometimes. Yeah. And you'll love it. Treat yourself. Well, it's like your, your, your red wines, man. Put that shit in a decanter, man. Let it breathe for a couple hours. You'll enjoy it way more. 
Is that what I should do? Yeah, man. Red wines need, need some time to breathe. You put it in a decanter. I think that's my problem because every time I get red wine at a mm-hmm. place, it tastes amazing. But when I buy red wine, yeah, I don't let it breathe. Well, so I haven't you, been letting it breathe. When you open up a bottle of wine, people are like, "Oh, just open up the bottle of wine like a couple hours before you um, you, you drink it, right?" Well, you have to think like, look at the surface area of the wine and how much of it is breathing. It's like literally like three inches. Oh, you, so that's why they could. Decanters are so wide. Yeah, because oh. it gives a lot more room to breathe. You stir it around every couple of hours, you know, or mm. like an hour to let it, everything, yeah. Yo, I need to try that. I, I bet that will make a difference. Yeah, I have a decanter, and every time I, like, make a really nice dinner for Mary and I, I always fucking pour our wine in a couple hours before. That's class. And I think, like, wine, too, um, it needs to be served at the right temperature of the wine. Like, wines need certain temperatures, mm-hmm. you know, like a... Maybe a white wine needs to be chilled, but how how chilled? Like you don't want it freezing cold. You don't want it condensating on the glass exactly. and shit. Exactly. You know, so there's definitely certain types of temperatures you need to serve your wine. Like red wine is pretty much room temperature all the time. But maybe yeah. even like, like a little bit below, or like cellar, like in in your basement. If you have a basement, put your wine in your basement. Like that's sixty perfect, degrees. Yeah, perfect temperature. Yeah, that's best red wine I ever had was at Cattleman's. Uh, the steak place over in El Paso. And that that was like actually kind of warm. Mm-hmm. Like they served it to me semi warm. Yeah, and you, it was fucking yeah. good. Well, I think all red wine is supposed to be warm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. lukewarm. Yeah, it's usually just your like your your rosés and your whites. They're supposed to be slightly chilled. I'm gonna be a wine snob next time at my family function. Like if they try mm-hmm. and put red wine in the fridge. Be like, I'm be like, be like, my podcast mate John has vineyards, <laughs> and he told me all about it. I was in Picard's vineyard the other day, and he told me this is all wrong. So my grandpa actually has vineyards. He lives in Napa Valley, California. Is he Picard? No, not not quite Picard esque, but he does own. John is like, no, no, he's not Picard. <laughs> Picard is in France. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. I thought he was in Napa. I thought he was always in. San Francisco area. Oh, is that a lot? Or is that JJ? That's just JJ well, Abrams. Well, I guess it, no. I think his uh, chateau is actually in France. Oh, yeah. The okay because so, he's so, so fancy. Is so, are we talking about the real actor or? We're talking about Picard. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. So the Star Trek headquarters is in San Francisco. All right. Yeah. yeah so uh, that's there's a lot of reference in there, and he like. He transports to San Francisco, but I think his actual chateau is in France. Mm. His family chateau. I mean, I'm sure in that universe it could work because they have like faster than light travel and all that shit. Well, yeah, that and they could transport anywhere. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. The, just know. the actual teleporter itself. Yep. I mean, you don't really need to. I mean, I guess at that point, if you could transport anywhere, is there really any borders or boundaries? No. Exactly. Like, France is now your neighbor. Exactly. The moon is basically your neighbor because you can just walk right over. Yep. Philosophical. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is pretty interesting. No borders. Yeah. Hashtag, oh wait, pound sign, no borders. <laughs> pound sign. <laughs> push one to connect. We're going to get like a new hashtag going. Hashtag pound sign. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to hit the pound sign. Uh, John Sandwich 2. Or just John Sandwich, sorry. The, I mean, uh, the John Sandwich. The John Sandwich. Tongue-tied. 
So, dude, I've been working fucking like crazy lately, man. So I'm trying to get into this salary position at my job. And I only worked three days this last week. Mm-hmm. And it felt like I worked for two weeks straight. Just because, like, the amount of time and effort and studying and uh, creating, like, my booklet and stuff. Dude, it was fucking nuts, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like right now, uh, Saturday, it feels great to be a Saturday right now. But, man, I've been working so fucking much, man. Yeah. Yeah. How's, how's your you job going? get go? word? Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, probably, like, in a month. Uh I'm going to make you wait. Yeah, it's going to be a slow build for sure. Yeah, mine, it's been crazy since uh, I'm like doing a whole new job now. Oh, are you? Yeah, so that's nuts. I have to get people to um, do what I've been doing the whole time. And they're like, this shit's broken as hell. It's like, who do I contact to fix this? And I'm like, there is no one. Yeah, dude. Like, I was left on an island of software. Like, they just plucked me there and they said, make it last until we close it. And Mm. they still haven't closed it. And they're moving me over because, like, I don't fit in the team's budget, you know? Yeah. And they're, like, wondering what to do with all this crap. And, of course, they ask me, like, I have any kind of authority to make decisions. And it's like, no, I just, you put me in the seat and I do my job. And it's like, I'm not paid to, nor am I expected to like, make sure that your infrastructure uh, has like the longevity to be upgraded later. You know? Yeah. Like I just update the files. I'm not here to like, like uh, corporately, map out the future for the next 10 years you know ireland we love ireland limerick? what's up limerick ireland is that where the word limerick comes from maybe when they say play me a limerick maybe is that where it comes is from Is it famous for its bards out in the street i hope so that'd be awesome. I, I really hope like ireland like when when i travel there i really hope it's everything that i imagine it to be just yeah. green grass everywhere stone pub, walls stone walls pubs on every corner and a train that i could just like take anywhere and be like oh you know what cobblestone streets yep i really hope ireland is is what i think amazing woolen sweaters everywhere you look my wife is uh she's let's see she's 50 percent irish mm. yeah. a lot of us americans are yeah so back to our uh work discussion so i've been training my replacements of what i do now for like weeks and it's so hard because i like i've built up like what i do at work um to a teach where it almost like manages itself and everything and like when i'm there yeah and it's really hard like i'm fine with training my replacements i think it's great in order for you to move on you have to train your replacements or else you're gonna just be stuck in a limbo of like well no one else could do my job so i guess i have to be stuck here right but know it, it well. It is definitely really hard to let go and let these people like do the job that you've been training them to do. You know, because you like you see the mistakes and you see like how they could do it better. But like, you you can only give them so much, and then they have to learn from their mistakes. Absolutely. You know, and then grow from that, and then like figure out their own way of doing things. So yeah. it's been really hard for me these last couple of weeks because I've been 
like I'm trying to get in the salary position. So like everybody's really pushing me to like get trained more in that position. So I'm like just overseeing everything. Like I'm not really a part of the job I used to be in, you know? So it's tough, man. It is definitely tough. Like moving on and seeing like something that you helped create, just like be taken over by somebody else, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it's good too, man. Cause I've, I'm really proud of the people that I've, I've trained to do my job and yeah. like how well they're doing with it. You're like you know? grandpa. Exactly, at the family man. function, and you're yeah. just sitting in the corner, and you're just like smiling, looking at your little bastard children. Exactly, man. Running around, you know, all so, alive. So it's nice, man. Like, but I tell you what, man, studying for this this job has been fucking crazy. It's not it's not over yet. There's mm-hmm. so much more I have to do. I have like another week's worth of like crazy shit to do, and then hopefully I'll be done, and then I will be my podcast will be on Saturdays or Sundays only. After that, nice. Speaking of jobs and Ireland, uh, I actually got a message from LinkedIn of this lady whose company is in Ireland, and she emailed me about, like, wondering if I was interested in boosting sales on e-commerce, blah, 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 and stuff, and she said our office is in Ireland, and I was like, okay, you're just, you're, you're trying to get me to, like, give you information, and something i'm just gonna ignore you and then she sends me another email again like john did you get my last email like i really want to connect with you on this opportunity and stuff like like i i want to at least try because like how cool would it be to work overseas for a little while as a contractor well just let you know i could uh mix my answers so so you could be in the in the podcast yeah we can do like a overseas podcast yeah, I'll be like the traffic guy that's always like, yeah. he sounds like he's in a walkie-talkie. Like, well, no, no, no. I, I would hook you up with some really good mic equipment and probably fly to Ireland so I could teach you how to use it. Yeah, <laughs> that needs to happen. Yeah, you know, and, and then like we could do, it would session. sound like this, and then I'd just have a TV view right there, you know, and it would work out just, just yeah. normal. Dude, if that's something you could do, man, I'd do it, man. Like, go, yeah. go abroad, man. That'd be sweet. That would be sweet. We can have, like, Fox News arguments oh, like yeah. you'll be in one panel and i'll yeah. be in the other and we'll just like talk at the same time over yep. each other <laughs> over each other we should try that okay all right uh, how are you doing Pelosi, no, no, john, this is not Pelosi how we're gonna do this no no john john, john it's all about the fremont beer it's okay, all about the fremont so beer no that's not how we <laughs> do it care no, in the united john, states no, no get your salty crew out of here no white claw out <laughs> that's what it'll be like yep boom hey we're good at that <laughs> yeah I'll hook you up with a place That's to stay. All right. Hey, what's up, Fla? I see you. All right. Where are some good places to stay, Fla, in Ireland? Like, let us in. Let us know, like, the places to stay. We what's are going to visit. Posh? What's the posh area? I don't even want the posh area, man. I want, like, the cultured area. Like, I want oh, I yeah. want to get some really good shepherd's pie. Like, mm. that's what, like, some the real shit. I want to get some really good shepherd's pie. I want some good draft beer. I want a wooden door. Yeah. A heavy wooden door made yeah. in the like seventeenth century. Yeah, I want that. Yeah. Cool. All right. So so about like Now that a, I know that you guys will be okay with it, I'll I'll consider it. Yeah. I mean, dude, I'm I'm all about bettering your guys' selves, man. What what do you make in Ireland? Is it a pound? I'm not How sure. How many pounds it, it, will it make? I think it might be the euro. So yeah, it's probably a pound. Hmm. Euro or pound, flaw? In Ireland. What do you get paid in? Euro. Oh, yeah. All right. 
Okay. You make them euros. Dude, I'll make more money. Yeah. Zeros. Or you'll make less money because your money's worth more. Oh, yeah. But your money's uh, worth more. Yeah. I'll, I'll send it back to me, me family. Mm-hmm. Me paychecks. So is this job offer, is it kind of like a, well, not really an offer yet, but is it just like a, a few months commit time or is it a year commit time? Would you call me a punt? Oh, that's what it used to be, a punt? Oh, wow. That's awesome. It kind of sounds like cunt, too, <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is what I like. Is that a super bad? That's not a super bad word no, for dude, Irish people. No, it's I, okay. I, I really do think uh, Europeans use cunt a lot differently than we use it. Yeah, like they use, here it's heinous. It is heinous. But you there, never want to say that. Punt. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think they Punt. use it a lot differently than what we use it. Which is fine, you know, like, yeah, I would love to go to a place where they use cunt, like, religiously. Yeah, Australia, I think, is the place to do that. Well, like, if you ever watch any, like, Gordon Ramsay, he's, like, saying cunt every other word. It's almost yeah, like the fuck word. he loves word, it. Right? Yeah, it is. It's you like saying shit. cunt. Shitting shit. But here, like you said, like saying cunt here is a dirty word. Like yeah. you don't say it. That's like derogatory. Yeah, it's it's borderline. It's like using yeah. a slur. Like if you like, yeah. Oh, how dare you? Not so much anymore now that we're dude. Y- see worldwide. how awesome is that? Cunt and bastard in regular conversation. Mm-hmm. I like that. There's this one show on YouTube that really made me want to visit uh, Ireland. It was it's one of those. St- stupid reactionary uh videos like gamers react to this and it was literally irish people there's a whole series irish people react to like american beer and like bud light and stuff oh yeah like the the try the try guys or it's not the try guys but it's like the irish try people yeah yeah i love those guys man they try so much like absinthe and yeah, stuff yeah. and like super heavy like 90% beer yeah I'm gonna look them up because I watch those guys a lot so yeah. anyway back to your story what was my story oh yeah it was just uh, yeah I'm gonna maybe I will apply for that position it would be cool but the, the, I, the I, try I channel I, the try channel oh yeah that's, yep. that's the one there's a couple of my favorites on there. They're like some of these, uh, like there's this one girl on there that everyone's like, oh my God, this is so disgusting. And just, she'll just shoot it. Be like, whoa, that's some pretty good stuff right there. And yeah. everyone's like gagging and all this <laughs> stuff. And she just like puts down another one. She's like, hmm, that's a little bit of bite. <laughs> you know, it just a makes me think bit. like, do Irish people just drink the whole time? Because some of those like videos I watch, they're like, they put it down good. Like, really good. Hmm. And I want to be a part of that culture. Yeah. Like, your morning coffee is a Guinness. It's not coffee. Are we being uh, stereotypical, or is that real stuff? I need to know. That's real talk. That is real talk. Uh, When I was in Spain, um, there was this one super drunk couple that uh, was so drunk that everyone... But when we drink, we drink hard. Nice. Yeah, nice. I like uh, that. Everyone thought he was like genuinely mentally disabled because he was just like stumbling around and had like this goofy like smile on his face the whole time. And uh, like 
the tour guide said, like, no, that person's not mentally disabled. They're just drunk. Oh, really? <laughs> and after she says that, the dude, like, just screams out some kind of, like, I'm not sure if it was Scottish or Irish, but he yells out this, like, Scottish chant right as she says, like, oh, no, he's just drunk and yells that. And she's like, oh, and he's Scottish. Not really. Just it it was pretty surreal because it confirmed all of my suspicions about like just northern England area. Yeah. Northern Kingdom. Yeah. I I I really need to go overseas and check that shit out, man. Like it is uh Mary and I actually have a we have Ireland fund. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's actually probably way over what we need to actually go to Ireland, so we should probably cash it in and just go to Ireland. To be quite honest, because there's yeah. there's a lot in there. It's gonna be cheap soon with all like the well, I'm sure virus no, stuff. I'm sure no one is traveling anywhere. Yeah. Like uh Fla, is there coronavirus fears where you are at right now? We have whiskey with every Guinness and it's called Whiskey Chaser. Mm, I like your style. I like your style. I heard Guinness tastes way different over there too. Like they use a different uh a special blend yeah. that's not in the cans or in the kegs or something. Hmm. Or it's know. different. I think it might just be the fact that you're in where it all started. Like you're not going to get the yeah. same feeling. So next week is St. Patty's Day. Do you guys celebrate St. Patty's Day the way us Americans do? Because us Americans is just a... Uh, go outside. Go outside and drink. It's an excuse drink. to drink. You yeah, know? you know. Eat, hang out, drink, go out, something. Yeah. There's not really, like, what is the point of St. Patty's Day in the United States? Because, like, we don't have any well, cultural a, things Well, there's a lot of, it. like, Irish immigrants here, so I'm sure that's where it got started. For sure, yeah. You know. I just wish we had some history attached to it. Or, like, like, I know there is history attached to it, but... It's not here. It's not here, and, like, no one ever talks about it. Well, like, we, not even in school. We just use like, it as, like, St. Patrick's Day came from this. Yeah, they're we just, just like, use it as an American excuse to to dress in green. Because yeah. Americans are like that. Americans take other people's ideas and traditions and turn them into, like, a, a leprechaun. corporate, like, you know, buy fest. Exactly, man. Like, like St. Valentine's Day. That's it's, it's a Hallmark holiday now, you know. Yeah, doesn't really have a thing. Like the it. birth of Jesus Christ, Christmas. It's a shopping day now. You know, like the true meaning of our American holidays are lost. They're goon. Yeah. Down to the dips. But I do want to do, I also want to do Oktoberfest in Germany. That'd be cool. Because we do Oktoberfest every year here. Oktoberfest here is pretty good, so oh, I can dude, only it's imagine a, it's, it's amazing, good there. man. Yeah. Yeah, if I go any to either of those places, I'll definitely have to bring bring my brother because it's one, it's on his bucket list too. Easily. What do you mean, pity? I called you guys, call you guys so I could answer your question. Oh uh, yeah, we don't do call-ins. Oh, unfortunately, yeah. it kind of sounds awful. Yeah, it doesn't sound very good. Like I, uh, we did a call-in one time, and when I was trying to edit out everything. I uh, pretty much couldn't post the episode, at least that part of the episode, because it it didn't come come through very well on the recording yeah. so and we rely a lot on the recording yeah so 
but unfortunately. Uh, I mean, feel free to as comment much as we as would like want. to hear your brogue. But thank you for trying to call in. I'm sorry. Maybe one of these days we'll have like a, a proper like phone number or something like that's like set up to where um, we can do that. But mm. yeah. yeah, voice clips and it sounds really muddy. Like it's really hard to understand. So you just hear like John and I will be talking to a a caller and the other one's just like really muddy, really hard to understand. And sound like everything. Charlie Brown. Yeah. Parents. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it's probably one of these things that Podbean will eventually address, I'm sure. But until then. Yeah. What are you doing to stay clean in these times? What I'm doing, I'll tell you, yeah. uh, is I'm not leaving the house under any circumstances. So I haven't really changed You're anything. at my house right now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is my house, too. Oh, true. Uh, I see yeah. it as my house, too. Okay. At least it's this room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is this too is a home. I got my roots in my home. But yeah, I'm not yeah. doing anything outside. No, Fuck that. no. Honestly, I am living day by day the same way I've always lived day by day. Is I'm just gonna go do whatever I want. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Like I care. Like honestly, I care more about me getting it and spreading it to other people than I do about me getting the virus. Yeah, that's the main thing I'm about. Is I just don't want to. Give it to other people, even if they'd be fine as well. Yeah. I just feel but bad. The thing is, like, I can't, like, there's no way I'm going to quarantine myself if I get sick. Like, I, I just, I got to live my life the way I've always lived it. And that is, I'm going to go places. Like, I will wash my hands. I will be more proactive about not touching my face, you know. But I, 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 I can't just stay in my house. Like, I'm not that type of person just to stay in my house, you know. This I, is pre-bug, though, right? If you knew you had it. You would be a good citizen and stay home. Honestly, I could have already had tested. it and not even known it. No, the, the, well, yeah, but know. let's say you got like super sick. Well, if you're coming to Ireland, come wet. I mean, west or south west because Dublin is different to the rest of Ireland. I'm pretty sure the job is in Dublin. Okay, come west or south. Okay, west or south. I like that. I like that input. West. Um, I guess if I had it, you know, the thing is, I won't get tested. Like, I'm not gonna waste my time and state and state money for me to get tested if I'm perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna. I don't know, man. Like, it, it's it's a weird thing. I I don't want to feel like I'm sounding like an asshole or anything, but I think people are gonna get it anyway. Like, it's gonna happen. Like, we're all gonna get it, or we're all gonna come close to getting it, or it is going to become a pandemic. So if it's going to happen, might as well happen, you know, because I've, I come across hundreds of people a day. You oh, know? Yeah. So I, I am close to the first case that happened all the time. And I'm close to the cases that are happening right now. Like if I could have already had it. And the thing is, there's been 50 confirmed cases in Washington state, right? Yeah. 50 confirmed cases. And when those confirmed cases happened, like they were only testing a very, very, very select few. Dude, thousands upon thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands of people could already have it right now. You know, so I I can't sit here and worry to myself, like, what am I going to do? Like, should I quarantine myself? I'm going to do the normal precautions. I have hand sanitizer in my backpack. I wash my hands frequently. 
and I try my hardest not to touch my face. I'm a face toucher. So like, I'm gonna try my hardest not to do that stuff. But if I get sick with a cold, I'm not gonna quarantine myself. Selfish. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, oh, yeah, I feel you. You know, because I was sick last week. Yeah, might have already had it. Might have already, you know. Come and go. Hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, she, EMT. There we go. Yeah, she's close. I mean, what are you doing, Flaw, to, like, kind of get your preparation? Like, how is Ireland preparing for this situation? Dude, it's all over the place in Italy and mm-hmm. stuff. It's pretty crazy uh, seeing the graph that I saw recently. It was... It almost entirely concentrated in Italy. So I guess a lot of people, same thing with Iran, like a lot of people in Iran and Italy, I guess, hang around in China. Like, I guess there's a lot of business to and fro. The weird thing about Iran is they're not quarantining or telling people to do anything different with their lives. Yeah. From what I understand, I could be wrong. But the last report I heard was like, oh, they're just letting people run amok which i guess could be good or bad you know yeah one of the uh their main government officials just died from it really yeah and that uh like 30 percent of their parliament or i don't know what their body of government like 30 percent or something has it already yeah that's nuts nuts i bet you if everyone in the united states was forced to take a coronavirus test right now, I bet you that number would be like in the hundreds of thousands of people that have it. Just not being directly affected by it. Just today, our government let 30 people fry in North Italy for a rugby match that was canceled due to the virus. It's pretty awful. Oh, wow. 3,000. Oh, shit. That's way more. That is way more. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm I'm one person and I have the ability, if I like full blown had it, to spread it to hundreds of people a day. You know, I'm one person. Like there's one person in Seattle that was at um the stadium with mm-hmm. the Seattle Dragons team, the XFL team. Yeah. And he, oh, yeah, he or she have been talking about that. He or she was uh, you know, she was a, a, a tender or a worker at the stadium and she had it mm-hmm. you know how much people did did she come in contact with yeah it's everywhere well i i think the, the thing is with like this type of stuff unless you quarantine and like strictly like no one comes in and no one comes out you're not gonna stop it yeah you know even look at china man like they they tried their hardest to quarantine and it's still getting out you know the studio mentality. <laughs> so it's crazy, shall man. we switch gears? Talk about something else? Oh, stupid mentality. I was like, studio mentality. Never heard that one before. I'll be right back. Okay. So I'm going to be alone. So I'll just talk about whatever I'm doing. It's just me and... Me and Flaw right now. And whoever else is on here. Big Rick, maybe? I don't know. Oh, he's back. Never mind. I didn't have to really say anything. I just had to do a quick quick trip. Quick trip. Mm. I mean, we can't switch gears. You um, 
Have you seen uh, the Netflix show Castlevania? Mm-mm. Dude, you need to watch it. Is it great? Yeah, it's great. It's uh, Is it's it based animated. On the video game, right? Yes, it's animated. The animation is fucking great, and it's super bloody, super gory, really, really funny too. Because even though it's like in the olden days, they kind of do the the same thing like The Witcher, where they like curse a bunch, mm-hmm. and it's just all around great. And the third season just came out. And the third season, I've only watched like a quarter of it, but it's just as good. Like, does Highly it have like the it. same type of animation as like the video games? No. No. Well, it's 2D animated. It's kind of animated in the fashion of, did you ever watch full, I mean, Heavy Metal? No. Heavy Metal 3000? No. Um, so it's more of anime, not animated? No, it's actually more towards the 80s American animation. You know, like. Hello from America. Hey, what's up, Mexico? Uh, it's really more of like the '80s, like GI Joe, okay, okay. kind of animation. Okay. Yeah, but it's so good, so fluid, mm-hmm. and the fight scenes are really good. Okay, it come to think of it, it does kind of have a bit anime like look to it. They're not kind of like they're not as grizzled as like GI Joe in the '80s was. Yeah. But it definitely holds itself to that kind of animation, really more westernized. Interesting. You should, it, since you haven't seen it, watch Heavy Metal. All right. Heavy Metal is like the granddaddy of, like, it's basically female Conan the Barbarian. And it's it? bloody, it's all animated. You can see, like, every muscle drawn on them, and it's pretty sick. A lot of nudity. Classic 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. I've been watching watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, that's the opposite. (laughs) Nine-Nine? Yeah. (laughs) I've been, uh, well, you should watch that, but it looks good. Dude, it's great. What I've seen, it's It's great. If you like really good slapstick humor, you'll love it, man. Yeah. Yeah. And do you watch or listen to any of the Lonely Island music? Yeah, some of them, yeah. That's like that that type of humor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it has what's his name in it. Yeah, Adam Sandberg. So yeah, um, no, I haven't watched that. Like honestly, like my TV and movie watching has kind of gone downhill. Like I usually just watch now to like go to bed. Like I don't watch a lot of TV like outside of like my normal day life. So it's kind of hard for me to like get into like show other than like Picard. Like that's Some stuff that you have to. Watch. Yeah, stuff that I have to watch. It has to that, be like, like high tier. Want to watch? Yeah, like I don't watch TV out of. Um, you know, like entertainment. Like if I've if if I'm bored at home, like I'll find something to do. Like I don't watch TV. Like TV for me is yeah. like the thing I do right before I go to bed, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I have the luxury of being near my TV, like pretty much at all times. So yeah. if there's ever downtime, I'm sitting there watching something new. Uh, pretty much, I only watch sci-fi and horror mm-hmm. movies, and a lot of them are really good. I rewatched Signs, M Night Shyamalan oh, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. That movie fucking holds up. It, it is. It good. does, man. I watched that recently. I think I watched that like last year or something like that. That's a good movie. You know what movie I, I rewatched recently was um what is that one? The Woods one? The Village? The Village. Yeah, where that one's really good. 
just the ending is kind of like oh yeah the ending's a little a little wonky and weird but honestly it's like it's still not a bad movie yeah it still has really good just like the feel of it all yeah. is really creepy and the whole forest bit is pretty pretty fucking scary yeah i mean yeah and the monster too like the monster is fucking scary too yeah Sign, uh, well, like, like the whole premise of like going outside and this monster to keep like this community inside of their community was just like it, it had really good like thought behind it. Like the, yeah. the thought was there. Of course, like there's a lot of movie endings. We talked about this, I think, two podcasts ago about what we would change. There's a lot of movie endings we would change. Yeah. But I think what's important is like at least if 90% of the movie is good, you know, it like gets yeah. like a good rating, you know. I think you can definitely forgive the village for its ending yeah. just by how it was. That was like M. Night Shyamalan's, like, just as he was leaving his peak. Yeah. Because Signs was definitely, like, his peak. Because yeah. there was the Sixth Sense yeah. and then Signs and then the rest kind of just... He hit it out of the park, like, twice in a row, but then he, he kind of fell off. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Unbreakable he did too, which was fucking good. Well, didn't he do... He did Unbreakable and then the two sequels, right? Yeah, Split and Glass. Split mm -hmm. got really good ratings. Yeah. I still haven't seen it, though. Neither have I. And then Glass, was that any good? Uh, That one got okay ratings. But uh, I think he had a lot more plans with it because his plans were to create kind of like a new superhero genre and yeah. league. Of like, quote unquote, semi normal people, you know, yeah, and have it in the format that he created. But Glass didn't, I guess, do so well that he wasn't able to secure his like league that he wanted. Gotcha. But I heard it was just fine. Like it was really, like, you knew what was going on, so it's obviously not that bad of a movie. You know what, uh, like, director, like, I don't really care for most of his stuff. Well, not director, but, like, uh, Stephen King. A lot of his stuff I don't really care to watch. Like, I know he's not directing it, but a lot of the stuff he does, like, or, like, that are based on his stuff, it just doesn't really... Doesn't resonate. I think, like, wasn't Dreamcatcher? Yeah. One of his things? Is that That's the alien one in the snow? Yes, yes. Yeah. I remember watching that, and it was a great, like, kind of, like, a like a great start and it just ended up being crap like three quarters of the way through yeah yeah i've seen that movie and i kind of get what you're saying he his his stories are definitely best told in the n novel medium yeah, yeah i think like there, sure. there's some authors that are just best to stay books yeah and there are some that do really well in the movie like michael crichton books well Actually, no, because really only one of his books is a movie, but it's Jurassic Park. Yeah. And that, since it has so many good, like, dinosaur things, you can just put a dinosaur on screen. Well, his, his book like, oh, is actually fun. a horror book. Like, yeah. his book, like, because he has, like, three books of Jurassic Park or whatever, Jurassic World or whatever. Yeah, and Lost and, World. And Lost World. Like, they're, like, horror books. Like, yeah. Compared to, like, how they made them. Like, how the studio's... Yeah, that's um, true. Um, love me some Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino's good, but I mean, he doesn't really write books, so. Yeah. Um. You know, Tarantino should make a Stephen King. 
because he loves his long drawn out scenes and Stephen yeah. King does too. Yeah. He can I, make like a Russian novel movie. Do you feel like thing. that's like the problem with Stephen King is people are just trying to rush this like big ass novel with like all this detail into like a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. I think that's the problem. And also Stephen King is known for like basically giving away rights to books because obviously he's written like thousands of books at this point. Yeah. He can't give away his money fast enough. So yeah. he actually like sells rights to some books for like a dollar, mm-hmm. like basically free. He just gets a cut of Yeah, he just gets a cut and I think he's like a lot of people see a lot of greatness in his book and think like this would make a great movie. Yeah. So they ask him and he's like, I don't give a shit, man. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Give me like give me fifty thousand dollars and it's yours. Yeah. And like they do it and to him, like a bad movie is negligible. Yeah. So he's just like, I made mine. So yeah. you can make your own movies. I think it's just like directors and writers thinking that they can make a scary movie out of a scary novel. I don't think yeah. it really works because I don't think he's really like scary though. He's more like thriller. Yeah, and more psychological, yeah. like insanity. And I think maybe that's like some of the problem is is like these these directors are trying to make them scary. And they're not supposed to be scary. They're supposed to be like anxiety, edge yeah. of your street, uh, ed- like edge a, of your seat, like a, adrenaline you yeah. know like what is gonna happen and some of the events that he writes about like almost gives you like a stomach ache yeah it's not really like boo yeah you're exactly. scared yeah he's he ran at him with a knife yeah kind of thing it's more like my father uh looks at me like i'm garbage every day and yeah. something like that like just real life horror he has a very sp- specific kind of what was that movie that he like did? Like, my father Not hates he me. did, but um, I think it was a Stephen King. It was with Johnny Depp. and then he Secret was a, Window. Secret Window. That was a good movie. Yeah, that one's good, too. I like that one. The Pal Mal. Yeah. <laughs> and that really falls under his, like, psychological yep. inner turmoil kind of yeah, thoughts uh, that he has. I like that. Have you ever watched that? So, I, I'm a big fan of Johnny Depp's, like, older work like ninth gate have you watched that one ninth gate yeah. i've heard of it never watched it. that's a great movie secret window is a great movie like pre blow you see blow is great really yeah. good like pre pirates of the caribbean johnny depp made some great shit yeah hell yeah i i think yeah it's like something happened after that i think he was basically a king considered a king at that point and then yeah. he just like kind of fell off Basically, what Stephen King did, he's like, he stopped really giving a shit. Well, Stephen King doesn't not give a shit. Like, he writes books all the time. He just doesn't give a shit about, like, the movie standpoint. Yeah. Like, Johnny Depp, what, once like, the company buys the rights, he doesn't care. Like, just, he doesn't care. He's already been made money. You know, like, yeah. His money's been made. And he likes writing, and that's what he does. Yeah, Tarantino. So, I I heard Tarantino's kind of coming up on his last couple of directing yeah, apparently his next one will be his last. Yeah. Like his last original one. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be kind of curious to see what goes on there. I think someone like him, because you see that whole, uh, this is my last thing forever after this or something. They always come back for like another one or two. Yeah. I think, I think he'll come back for one or two. You think so? I think he'll make his movie the way he wants, and then hopefully he'll be f- 
feel free enough and like he gave it his all enough to like do some kind of adaptive screenplay because I do love a lot of his movies like they don't have a lot of rewatchability sometimes but like I want to see what he does with like an established IP or something like what could he think of that could like add to an IP that's already been created I think would be fun like yep. if he did a daredevil or something, yeah, or like a. There was talks that he wanted to do a Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek or something. Like I, th- I feel like that'd be super fun, and he could have fun with it. But I also get he's an artist who needs to, like, I do, do re- his thing. I do respect the way he's done it, because there's not a lot of directors that have directed in a certain direction every single one of his movies to where every single one of his movies kind of connect to one another. Yeah, you can kind of just watch a movie and be like, that's Tarantino movie. Yeah. Look what they're well, doing. Well, that and like all the Easter eggs, he's like, there's there's like movie fan theorists out there that think like every one of his movies is connected in some way. Yeah, they're all like in the same universe. Yeah, exactly. Which is like really cool to like just sit down and like think about. It's like, okay, this movie will connect to that movie. What is your favorite Tarantino movie? I really like Four Rooms. Four Rooms? Yeah, I think that one's pretty funny and pretty real. I'm not a fan of his newer stuff that are like these masturbatory like we got him kind of movies. Like Jewish guy takes revenge on the Nazis or a black slave takes revenge on his owners. I was just about ready to say that flaw. Reservoir Dogs is my favorite Tarantino movie too. Mm. Yeah, that's a great movie because I feel like it's not masturbatory. Yeah. Like and well, then his, what's this his, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Rich people getting yeah. fucked up. Well, I, th- I feel like the... Like, Fuck the rich people. Kill Bill and Below. Like, all of his movies that predate Kill Bill. Like, Kill Bill and Everything Below. Yeah. Like, I think that was pure Tarantino-esque movies. Like, the... Jackie Dan- Brown is super good, too. And Django Unchained, right? That's... Uh, yeah. That's the one you're talking about, the... Slave getting yeah. revenge on his yeah. former owners. So I, I I don't know. Everything after Kill Bill was kind of like, it's good, but it's not Tarantino enough for me. I guess. Yeah, Does it's that make not sense? artsy yeah. enough. I guess. Yeah, I totally get what you mean. Uh, yeah, because Jackie Brown was like his last real world. Or I, I don't know which came first, Reservoir Dogs or Jackie Brown, but those were like the last ones that took place in the actual world yeah everything else after that was like just fake i mean it was a great movie yeah Django was super good but like it was to me like an action movie and not like if if you took tarantino's name out of Django, like it fan fucking tastic yeah but you put tarantino's name in there you kind of almost expect a tarantino movie yeah and it did have a lot of Tarantinoisms, and I just felt like it wasn't, it wasn't like real world enough. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like I get the feelings that he's trying to invoke. Yeah, but I feel like his place is like real world, like '90s LA or real world, like just out, like basically a something that people could better relate to. I feel like people want. 
people dream of what happens in Kill Bill and what happens yeah. in Django and yeah. what happens in like Hollywood and the other one. Uh, people dream of that. Yeah. But and like that's cool and that's like a way to like modernize his style. But I just I like the older version style that it's like this is kind of like a caricaturized version of what people's lives are actually like. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But even like Dust from Dawn. I love that movie. Can I know what is Django? Django is a movie by the director Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, The Hateful Eight. I haven't even watched that one. No, that's on Netflix, so it's really easy to watch, but it was super long and it was kind of. I thought it was just like a continuation of Django. I was yeah. like, I don't really need to watch this. I know it isn't a continuation of Django, yeah. but it just seemed kind of like the same movie, you know? Because it's like. Was that a Tarantino movie? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Really drawn out. Yeah. Like, from what I understand, people just talk in a carriage the whole time. Hmm. Or in a cabin, and they just talk and talk and talk, which is cool. But again, like, it's kind of just fake. So. I don't know. In a cabin, that's it. Yeah. So what is, so a little bit off subject from the Tarantino talk, what is like, if you could, like your top one or two actors or actresses, they're so typecasted in what they do that everything else they do is weird if they like, like do a movie outside their typecast. What do you think is the biggest typecast actor out there? Mm, I think for me is like probably Daniel Radcliffe. Okay. Harry Potter, yeah. like I see him in a lot of very intense things, and like you can't help when he's like, "I'm gonna kill you." You just can't help but think like, "Harry, why would you say such a thing?" Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's like he always just has that little Harry voice to yeah. me because like I've seen him since he was, since he was a baby, Harry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, we've all known him and seen him since he was a child. Yeah. He can't really be serious. Yeah. It doesn't way. mean yeah. he can't break out of it, though. I know Elijah Wood kind of broke. He's breaking out of it still, but I don't think he's trying very hard. But Robert Pattinson totally breaking out of like his yeah. Edward Cullen thing. Well, Elijah Wood, I feel like Elijah Wood has a lot more credibility because he was doing a lot of serious stuff and all that before The Lord of the Rings. Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was, he was like... He was a child actor, right? In like yep. some like Studio Disney or some bullshit like well, that. Well, he did like Radio Flyer. Uh, he was in, yeah, he was a child actor, but like all of his movies were like super serious, though. They weren't like comedies or anything. Yeah. You know, so Elijah Wood's always been like one of those serious actors. Uh, um, Mel Gibson. Uh, I don't think he's typecasted. He definitely has changed, and I'm sure nowadays he does like write his own stuff. Where it's well, like, oh, you wrote this for me? Well, I'm going to do it my way. Mel Gibson also has the problem of, like, a scandal, which kind of ruined, like, like 10 years ago or five years ago, like, a lot of his yeah, career. Yeah, this whole you know, Jew thing. So, like, he's he's probably trying to do a bounce back. But I understand what you're saying about Mel Gibson, about his old movies were great. Now it's more comedy. He's more of, like, a just the rough and tough guy. Yeah. There is one Mel Gibson movie he's you guys should kind of watch, though. And tough. I, I do have to look it up because it's a great fucking movie. And it's, it's something you don't hear about a lot. Is it the negotiator? Or, I forgot. Is it the one where he punches that guy in the balls? 
And he wears a tank white wife beater the whole time. No. Um, I'm, I'm looking up. I'm sorry. Sorry, I have to look this up. But Dude, calm the, down. Talk slowly. Which one? <laughs> which one? John or John? I'm sorry if you're learning uh, English, but you're going to have to learn how to listen to people talking it, uh, quickly, man. It came out in 2012. Get the Gringo. Oh, Get the Gringo. Yeah. Great movie. I've never seen it. It's great, man. Uh, one of my biggest typecasted actors is Jim Carrey. That guy cannot get out of a comedy role. Oh, yeah. He'll never get out of a comedy role. But uh, what I heard, though, is um, that in the Sonic movie, they gave him basically like this is what's happening in the script. And apparently he was the best thing of that uh, about that movie. Yeah. The new Sonic movie. But everyone said, like, he got the main gist of the scene and, like, every bit that he did with him and his assistant, because his assistant was, like, his comedy, like, little, they are like, the comedy duo of the movie, and that he would just take over the scene and, like, basically build every scene that he was in on the day of the shoot. Oh, really? And that he's, like, super talented, and even though, like, yeah, he can't leave the comedy role. He's fucking legendary in front of the camera when he's in that role and, like, just being funny and, like, his whole just, like, physicality. Just everything about him is pure comedy and, like, you don't, like, he's not type, he's not typecasted. He is making his own scenes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I understand that. Jim Carrey is one of those genius actors that you wouldn't think he'd be a genius actor. I mean, look at, like, uh, Man on the Moon. Like, he got total, like, in the character. Like, he was that guy. Yeah. You know, for on set and everything, he acted like that guy in everything. What was his name? It's like I, Casey something? Yeah, I I'm having a really hard time thinking of his name, but... But, yeah, that guy. Yeah, and completely immersed, 100% uh, in that role. It's pretty amazing. Um, another person who's typecasted pretty bad hmm i'm alone now chat so talk to me please who's another person that's super typecasted that it, like you see him and you're like oh he's gonna be doing his like thing his little thing one thing that they always seem to add i've talked about it before is pedro pascal the guy who's in uh the mandalorian and he's in like this army movie a few army movies and in Game of Thrones and in Game of Thrones he's the guy that gets his eyes like gouged out but uh in the army movie he also gets his eyes gouged out and in another movie he gets his eyes gouged out and I'm like that should never be someone's thing you know like that's the most disgusting absurd like shtick for anyone to have that I don't want to see in any in any way. Nicholas Cage, yeah. He is typecasted. But in which genre? Cuz he can do anything. I think he's the opposite. He's like you could give him anything and he'll just Nicholas Cage all over the place. Nicholas and Cage is a cast. <laughs> yeah, he he is the typecast. Or you could 
he's the opposite of typecast. You could give him anything and he'll just like like liquid just fill in that role. Yeah. But not in a way that's like believable. He'll just fill it in as himself. Yeah. I guess. I don't like, know. It's hard to explain. N- Nicholas Cage is not an actor. He is just Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Like, every movie he plays is just him as Nicholas Cage. Yeah, when the casting director comes up to him, they're like, We need you to Nicholas Cage this one. Yeah. yeah. His name is John, but he's you. Yeah. <laughs> just play you in this movie and we'll give you some line. And yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I think, you know, who has to get typecasted now, I think, is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He's not... You one, almost, said, you he's almost get, said a racial slur right there. <laughs> uh, he's not going to do anything too hard, for no. one thing. And he's going to be, like, a stoic badass. Yeah. And he's probably going to have some kind of Easter egg to the being Terminator. Old or being Terminator or a catchphrase. A yeah. catchphrase. I'll be back. Yep. Oh my god, he said it. Yep. The, there's always going to be something like that. Where yep. he's going to be like, stay here. Yeah. No matter what he's Well, in. it's just going to be a, a non-stop callback to his 80s days. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's going to yeah. be. 80s and 90s. It's yep. going to be just a non-stop callback. Which exactly. is kind of like, I, I really feel like him being governor of California kind of like really ruined his movie career. Because yeah. before that, he was, like, still doing good, and all of a sudden he took, like, the hiatus to be governor, which he could or could not have done great things. I don't know what he did. Yeah. Right. yeah it's not really my opinion. Um, but, you know, after that, he just couldn't get back into, like, people came, like The Rock and Vin Diesel. People came and, like, pretty much took over his action movie roles, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't the action hero anymore. Yeah. What is your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Hmm. Predator is up there. I also love True Lies. True Lies is great. Jim Jim Cameron. Yeah. Um, Commando School. Great. Uh, Last Action Hero. Yeah. Jingle All the Way. True Lies. Oh yeah. True Lies. True Lies kicks ass. It does. With the fucking Harrier jet. Terminator Two. Terminator Two, obviously. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Total Recall. I Total Recall's it. cool. That one has a lot of... <laughs> my favorite scene is when they have Arnold's 80s. like... Oh, ah, yeah. And his eyes are bugging out. 80s sci-fi logic. Yeah. And like his head exploding and stuff. That was so cool. I love that shit. True Lies is really good because it's just like super relatable. Like a husband and wife spy movie. Yep. Yep. That one's so good. I would like to see them reprise their role. Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop was fucking great. So many great lines in that oh, one. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not, not a tumor. tumor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cop, you idiots. Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love Arnold, man. It's going to be a sad day when that guy goes. Dude, yeah. They're going to have to get an extra wide coffin. Yeah, dude, he is like the most American immigrant there is. Yeah, he's that's the American dream right there. Yeah, you yeah. go to America, you get really buff, you buy a lot of real estate, you sell it, you become governor, print money. Yep. Hi again. Hello. What's up, Eno? Where are you from, Eno? The last time was okay. I like that movie. Uh, is he in Prisoners? I heard that movie was pretty phenomenal. 
even though it didn't get really good at the box office. I heard it was surprisingly good. The one with him in. Uh, oh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I like one. how you immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sylvester. Yeah. Uh, so there was one like a movie you did right before he became governor, which I thought was a great movie. It was uh, Collateral Damage. Yes, Eno. Uh, where are you from? What country are you from? I like to know these things. Yeah, it's good to know where our listeners come from. Yeah. Where do you live? But you can go on. Yeah, uh, Collateral Damage was a great movie. Right before he came uh, governor, it was just like a, I guess, a typecast type role for him. It was like, no killing, but I'm still going to be a badass. Or as, li- as little killing as I could do. Yeah. yeah. Still pretty good. What do you think of The Rock, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson stardom? Like, he kind of took over that, that Arnold Schwarzenegger role. Yeah. Yeah, he actually, he Vin was Diesel one of the tried. only ones, only WWE guy to really make a an okay movie. Saudi Arabia, SA, shout out. Um, yeah, like The Rundown, the one with Sean William Scott, where he... Like, he's like a bounty hunter, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's that other one with Johnny Knoxville, yep. where he's like the sheriff that comes into town. Wait, hold on. Isn't that the Arnold movie? No. Uh, no, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger you're talking about. No, that's The Rock, where he has the big truck and, like, they have the wood mill. All right. Well, then there was... No. And it has Johnny Knoxville, and they destroy his truck, and they, like, just buzzsaw that dude's truck all over the place and he gets his chest cut up dude i think you're talking about an arnold movie no nah, it's absolutely the rock Are i you swear sure? to god i'd stake my life on it your life all right arnold because might be in a similar movie but with johnny knoxville no way yeah dude like same yeah walking tall okay so johnny knoxville was in the same thing the last stand it's like the exact same thing like johnny knoxville was his funky co like Yeah. So The Last Stand and Walking Tall are like the same movie. Yeah. (laughs) With Johnny Knoxville and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally Walking Tall. Yeah, those were like the only WWE movies that actually turned out to be a good lone movie. We were both right because Last Stand did happen. It's pretty much the same fucking thing. Yeah. Except for with Old Arnold. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. But yeah, that's what really put him on the map because he was an actual like good actor. You watch John Cena's movies, The Marine, and oh, The yeah. Marine Two, and all that. I tried to watch those. I couldn't even get through it. Oh, so, uh, what about a uh, Southland Tales? Did you watch that one? No, I did not. It's like back in uh, Rock's early acting days. That was good. It had a uh, Justin Timberlake in it. Gridiron Gang. Oh, yeah, I was getting that confused with The Longest Yard. Gridiron Gang is the one with the prison, and they play football at the prison. That's The Longest Yard. No, no, I mean, maybe it's like a halfway house. All right, yeah. It's like some, like... There's a lot of movies that kind of, like, are this exact (laughs) same thing. They're all the same. I know Terry Crews was in The Longest Yard, the new Longest Yard with Adam Sandler. Yeah. New longest yard, quote yeah. unquote. Well, because Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds did the original. Yeah, right. and he's in the new one. 
Yeah, he is. Yeah. Well, I guess it's guy. old now. The the new old one. Yeah, the old old new one or yeah. the new new old one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John Cena movies. They're he, okay. He's good as like the comic relief. Yeah, his comic relief. What like, was that one where he played the drug dealer? That was a Amy Schumer movie, right? Yeah, and he, he like had a suitcase full of drugs and he's like yeah. ketamine, yeah. weed, pot. Pills. Yeah. What do you need? Uh, I I'm anxious to see. Well, not anxious, but I'm curious to see if like once he starts becoming like a the number one actor, the front runner, like how he'll do. Yeah. I mean, but he's doing good as like the supporting act, like, actor. You know? Yeah, he does great as like the dad or something. The like dad that. or the comic ridiculous. relief bus, buff guy. You know, whatever. He's in the new Fast Nine. Yeah. So um, he's like the he's bad like, guy. I think he's gonna be Vin Diesel's brother or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Those two identical. Robin Those Williams two. is or was amazing. Yeah, I don't. I don't think is there a bad Robin Williams. No, there's nothing bad. Well, there is that one that sitcom where he played the alien. Um, uh, Rick and Morty, or not Rick and Morty, but Morty. M- Morty, yeah. That's not a failure. That was like a huge success at the time. That's true. Uh, Mork, Mork and Mindy. Mindy. There we go. There we go. Mork. Oh, yeah, dude. That uh, one just it aggravates me. I don't know why. Oh yeah, well it was just like the '80s style sitcom at the time. Yeah, you I'm know. sure it was. It's cool. like Seinfeld. I can't fucking stand to watch Seinfeld. I hate it. Yeah, hate it. I'm not a huge fan either. You know, people say it's legendary, and I'm like, that's it is, okay. It is legendary bullshit. I'm sure back <laughs> when it came out, it was like, whoa. Who's the Irish guy and who's the Americans? <laughs> right. But yeah. he knows all the shows. Blah. He or she. I don't know which one you are in the picture. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Robin Williams. I love all his movies, though. Yeah, that was a sad day. He. Mm. Um, that, was, that was a sad day when he passed away, for sure. Yeah, super. I'm going to miss that guy, man. I still do. Yeah, he, he made some good movies. You know, but he, the movies will always be there. Yeah, and they're all they're all legendary. So. Patch Adams, yeah. Patch Adams was always on at my house. They always played it on uh, uh, Lifetime Television for Women. Miss Doubtfire, yeah. Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire, classic, yeah. amazing. Blah uh, knows all about Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm sure. Good morning, Vietnam. Yeah, an old Irish woman. What was that um, shit? The one where he's a professor. Goodwill Hunting. Was he a? No. Well, he's bearded in that one. He oh, Dead like, Poet Society. That's what I'm talking about. Is that what I'm thinking of? Maybe. Yeah. He wears tweed. He has a beard. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, Dead Poet Society. Good oh, morning, Vietnam. Jack. That. Jack. <laughs> yeah. Jack. Did you ever watch that one? I've seen that one, but long ago. You should watch it again. Satisfied. Also, What Dreams May Come. It's like his wife and child die or something. And at the end, he dies as well. And you see him, like, walking with his wife on the beach. And you're just like, oh, my God. Yep. Poor guy. Yeah. What a way to go. We should do, like, actors and, like, say an actor and what you think about him. (laughs) He was a psychiatrist. He was in Google. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Matt, you got to work out that math there, hole. Got to... Keep doing your maths, maths. 
Gonna be like Albert Einstein, we are your new masters. <laughs> Ho-ho. <laughs> you got it. You got you, right. you got the Family Guy rendition. Uh, yeah, the, character. right the, the characterized version of Robert Williams right there. Gotta, gotta do a bit more math there, buddy. Oh, cheers. Cheers to uh, that guy. Robin Williams. <laughs> Robin Williams. I was going to say Matt Damon. I can't remember. Do you I had Matt, a weed brownie. Oh, you had a weed brownie? Oh, no, so is, didn't. You didn't or you did? I did not. I wanted to, wanted to, but I, like, last night, I had a weed brownie, and I got super stoned, and Vanessa had a big one. She got so dizzy that she threw up. Oh, really? Yeah. She started getting really bad room spin, and it wasn't like that the brownies were bad. Or so like, she was just so fucked up? Yeah, she got super stoned and just... Uh, weed is legal in this state, by the way, just so you know. Uh, got super stoned and uh, totally puked. And I was so surprised because usually she's like, oh, I feel sick, I'm gonna like throw up or something and she just goes to the bathroom and just like breathes a little bit and she comes yeah. back and she said that Calms again herself and, down a little bit yeah and she went into the bathroom and she's like i don't feel so good and i'm like ah just breathe a little bit and i just hear <laughs> god i was like oh my god are you okay we are in the fine state of washington yes uh mary's yeah. done that before with um smoking she smoked this joint that was obviously really premium weed, but mm-hmm. it had keef sprinkled on the top of it. Yeah. And she smoked that. And she got so fucking high that she threw up, like, projectile vomit, like, everywhere. Ugh. Like, I hate to see it. Yeah. That's how high she got. Well, you yeah. know, it's pretty sad. Like, we're in the day and age of, like, at least when I was smoking pot, I was like, I just want the old pot I used to smoke when I was a kid. Like, that Mexican dirt weed. That tasted like shit that barely got me high. That makes me kind of hazy. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to be like a heroin addict like in my bed. Like Exactly. Yeah. Like the weed that we get now is so fucking powerful. You take one hit and I'm like fucking done. We call it. We call that a whitener. A whitener. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. A whitener. How are the laws in Ireland? Like are they pretty strict on there or is it legal to use? Hopefully. Or are you just a bad boy? Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I remember being a kid in my young youth being like, man, I, I just wish I could have some of that chronic, you know, all this good stuff we're talking about. And now that we are able to get it, it's like, I just wish they had that Mexican dirt weed, that stuff I used to smoke yeah, when I was a kid. I ask for, when I do get, when I do buy my own weed, usually it's just like, you go to someone's house and they have it, or someone yeah. comes over and they have it. But mm-hmm. uh, I like, I ask for the sativa version because... The indica version is like the one that makes you look like a damn heroin addict. Yeah, just sitting there, all like sedentary. Like I just wanna, I would, I just wanna be buzzed. Yeah, buzz. Have like, a good laugh. Have a good laugh and have the energy to like do something. Yeah, not just like sit on the couch and just veg for like three hours. No, I, I understand that, man. Like I, I'm not a very not good legal, bedger. but classy. You'll go to jail. Oh yeah. Yep. Normal. Yeah. It's I, not I, like Indonesia will it's like an automatic death sentence. Well, I, I know you can go to jail here still if you're selling it. Like Oh yeah, that's true. You can't sell it here, but you can buy it if it's state approved. Yeah. But you can't sell it, but you can give it away too. 
You can give it away. Yeah. yeah. And that's what happens over with the us. age of 21. Yes. You just can't make money off of it. Yep. Without the approved. Which is fine by me, man. Yeah, I mean, like... Like, honestly, like... Weed. Since they legalized it here, like, I haven't... Like, there was a big jump in price, but now it's like the price is pretty much the same as you can get, if not cheaper in some cases, than what you got from the black market. Yeah. Like, get, like, a... If you have seven dollars, you can get a gram of marijuana at a store that has a sealed container, and you can be sure that you're gonna be fine with whatever you get. You know. Yep. And I, that's I seven bucks. That's I def- easy. Yeah, I definitely like that. Uh, I I'm like sorry, it. that's like ten euro. Ten you Europeans out there. I definitely like the the confidence and the. And everything you get from buying like real weed from a reputable source, knowing that you know it's gonna be okay. You don't have to worry about any of like strange shit and cutting it and all that crap. Yeah, and like the person you meet is just like a dude with a job. Yeah, a woman with a job who's just there to basically be a bartender to you and like yeah. just get you your thing. And like I don't have to talk to you. I don't dude. have to like meet you hey. some weird place. Hey. It's a bud tender. Yeah, bud tender. Yeah. It's not a bartender. It's a bud tender. Will you tend my bud? Get it right. Yes, the bud tender. Yeah. Cashier, as I like to call them. Um, yeah, it's a better experience across the board, just in every way possible. Yeah. I remember having like so much so much anxiety because I I lived here before it was legal and like going to someone's house even though like i guess cops didn't really care that much i still had so much anxiety like having weed in my car going to someone's house and buying it picking it up having it in my car it's like man this is like so fucking stressful just like having it period like because it was illegal even if it's decriminalized and everything it's still illegal yeah i mean i guess technically it's still federally illegal so if like an fbi agent picks you up which is highly unlikely yeah, I'm sure if they went to, to their superiors and like, I got this pot smoker, they're going to be like, you wasted all that time to do that. Like, they just tell you, like, just get out of here, kid. Like, you're a waste of time. I'm sorry that my uh, co-worker picked you up. He's an absolute travesty of this uh, bureau, and uh, he will be taking care of our have, uh, have a nice day. Have a nice day. <laughs> Should we do some random questions? Yeah, let's do some random cues. Yeah, so uh, we're going to do some random questions. So we have a pretty active chat right now. So I would like the chat to ask us our first random question. Oh, we can. It could be anything. Since so. Flaw is new here, we can just do like one regular one. Yeah. Yeah, and then they'll know what kind of right. questions we do. It is it is totally random, but whatever. All right, random question. Totally random. Let's see what we got here. We've done, like, are you circumcised and stuff. Flaw, yeah. you're European. You're probably not circumcised. Are you circumcised, Flaw? That, that is my random question to you. This is America, where we have no foreskin of any kind. <laughs> because my daddy had no foreskin, and his daddy had no foreskin, and his daddy had no foreskin. Except for me. I have foreskin. Yeah. So much Your daddy is a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> what is your dad, a hippie? What is the worst drug you've tried? Ooh, that's mm, a good one. Interesting. My mom listens. I hope she doesn't get this far. We're at the <laughs> two-hour mark. I doubt she'll get this far. Yeah. Um, worst, worst thing I've ever tried was like this kind of weird ecstasy. 
yeah. that I had. And it was just not fun. Like, it just gave me a lot of energy. And, like, yeah, it gave you some euphoria. But the whole, like, after that yeah, was awful. Because you're just, like, you have to pay back all the happiness and, like, euphoria you felt that night. You have to return the favor the next day, you know, with yeah. all your sadness. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I don't like. Yeah. And also... The sadness feeling, of not being on the drug. Yeah. You're that's just, like, it, it sucked up all of your dopamine and serotonin, and you just... The next day, you're just, like, a husk. Yep. I guess the worst drug I've ever done... Well, I, I will say this. I guess the worst drug... <clears throat> I wouldn't say my worst drug experience, because I had a great time. But how the drug was administered was a little bit sketchy, and... Um, I could have done... I, I could have been better. made better choices. I could have made better <laughs> choices. One. Definitely could have made better choices. So there was a scenario, I'm not going to name names, who, what, or how I did it with anybody. But there was this time where me and a group of my buddies um, were drinking, having a great time, and we see this bag on the street. And it was a typical <laughs> bag. Oh my God, this story is uh, shaping uh, like, up great. It, it was like a really small sandwich bag. It was like the, uh, the size of like four stamps if you was put it in. tied up really tight no it was not tied up but it was in like a special like black cat bag like it had like cats on it and stuff uh -huh. we opened it up and it was powder oh and we all sniffed it oh all of us did it work oh yeah <laughs> i'm not sure what it was but we were really fucking hammered at the time and we felt like superman it was and probably like coke it was probably coke yeah I, I would say from the other times i've done cocaine it was most likely 90% Coke, ecstasy, mm. or some methamphetamines. Just a little menagerie. Yeah. A little but smorgasbord. It, but I, I would say we had a great time, and we didn't do any more after that. It's not like we got addicted or anything. We had a great time. It was fun. Uh, we did it. Uh, made us feel like Superman. Like We went on about our day drinking and having fun and a great time. But what I would say is if you find a bag of powder on the ground, don't sniff it. No, <laughs> no, that is what we did. It was a great time, but I guess for future John or past John, if I was going to go in the future and or whatever and go back to myself, I'd be like, ah, you know, I wouldn't do that. You just found that on the ground. <laughs> did you actually find it or did a friend like find it and no. you just like walked in? It with was it? literally on the street. I saw it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I picked it up and it was white powder. Wow. And we that was probably on someone's bike and fell off. Probably. Yeah. They probably felt like shit after that. Yeah, it was probably like, you know, like, uh, it, was, it was enough for like five, six people. Wow. You know, so it, it was it was a tester bag, you yeah. know. Damn. You know, so we uh, we did it. You procured that booty. Yeah, I mean, it was not the smartest decision. Yeah. But we did it, and we had a great time. As long as you had a great time. Yeah. And no one got hurt. And no one got hurt. Yeah, and you probably helped that person by taking away their cocaine. You know, yeah, like they didn't, yeah. the, the person that was, sell the and person that was to, addicted to it, you know, yeah, they have to work a bit harder. Hopefully in that time got a little bit cleaner than he was before. Yeah. He or she was before. I, I mean, I had a great time, but I wouldn't recommend anybody sniffing anything off the ground. Yeah. I think one of the worst ones that I've done that had very little like value to it as opposed to like, like the symptoms that it gave me was mushrooms. I bought some yeah. like regular from the earth mushrooms yeah uh 
actually given to us, but uh, yeah, we got some and we were like, all right, like we didn't even know anything about it. We just like looked it up and, and saw like, oh, you could like crush it up, put it in like orange juice or something, vitamin C, like make a tea out of it. Helps you, yeah, it helps you digest it a little bit better. So I did that and I had like my vitamin C, had like some vitamin water with it and uh, just. Like, I started seeing some, like, vivid colors. I was like, okay, this is cool. And then I got the, like, worst stomach ache that I've ever had. And just, like, I could smell the, like, just the ground of the mushrooms and just the dirt. So, like, when I would burp, it'd just be, like, dirt. I did not like that. And I was like, I barely felt anything. Like, I saw some colors. But... And then after that, I just felt like shit for an hour, and Mush- yeah. I was not into it. Mushrooms do taste like shit. I uh, prefer like the pizza method. Put it on a pizza. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds cool. Or like a, a good spaghetti. You know, like don't cook them too much. You don't want like the 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 effect to wear off. But it's just like yeah, you don't you want know, to burn off those molecules. You know, but like chop them up really fine, and then like. Maybe cook some regular mushrooms in with the spaghetti or pizza. That way you have, like, that mushroom taste. Okay. Yeah. I I haven't had, like, like a terrible experience with mushrooms. Like, I've never taken a big a big enough dose to where I could say that it was a, a major hallucinogen. It was more of just, like, a... Yeah. Um, almost like smoking marijuana. Like... Yeah, you just kind of felt a little, like, hazier, a little less thinking... Yeah, hazier, a little less thinking, a little bit more streaming, you know, with the lights and stuff, like some streamers, and, like, your eyes just play like, more tricks on you. Yeah, like, one thing that I felt is I was more focused on things, yeah. like the wall, like the texture of the wall, you could see, like, way more of the texture. Yeah. And, like, you were just more aware of the things going on around you. Yeah. Which is kind of like what happens when you first have your first, like, sip of beer, I think. You just kind of, before you feel that buzz, you just kind of feel like a little lighter, a little more free of mind, I guess. Yeah, I I mean, I I feel like if I have like just the right amount of marijuana, which never happens. Yeah, it never happens. It's either nothing and you're like, what the fuck? A very, like a really good amount of marijuana would, is like, I would say is like my experience with mushrooms. Because I haven't had like too much to where like. Like I said, it never became a hallucinogenic for me, so I obviously never had enough mm-hmm. of it. But yeah. <laughs> so what? So uh, back to this drug question: like, what is one drug that you would want to try? Hmm. I think I've tried everything that I need to try. Well, actually, no. I would. I want to try peyote. I'm. I'm mostly into, and when I say into, it's just like I want to try it. Uh, is like hallucinogens. Yeah. You want to get more than hallucinogen fact. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't really care much for like the high and like the sexual feelings and like yeah. the euphoria and stuff. I want to like, I just want to see some shit. Yeah. I want to see some like, so maybe like weird some LSD swirls. might be good for you. Yeah. And which I've tried and oh, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. It nice. was cray cray. But yeah, I'd like. I just want to be able to like look at my water bottle and see like swirls so I could be like huh, huh, huh. and just sit cool. there and look at your water bottle for like three hours and not even know it. Yeah. And like watch a movie and see like some weird shit. Like I don't need see, I, I, the like, super hyped like party. So I know? wouldn't I wouldn't watch movies or listen to music while I'm that high. 
because like I just you don't really like, need to. It invokes too much emotion with me because like I already, at least with music, like it brings out a lot. It brings out a lot. Yeah, you know, and like I already listen too deep into the music sometimes. Yeah, it's it definitely matters like what you listen to because what we watched when we were on LSD is League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Just oh, like yeah. a silly fucking movie. And when we watched Sean it, we were Connery. a lot. Yeah. And like, as like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and stuff. And watching that movie on LSD, it like, it peeled away all movie magic that was in that movie. Because watching it with that kind of like filter being removed from you, uh, like you can see them literally on the stage it's kind of hard to explain but you know like watching them on screen like i could see all the fakeness of it which was pretty wild like they looked straight up like they were just some dudes on a sound stage and stuff like all the movie magic was gone yeah i couldn't fall into i couldn't like uh suspend disbelief in any way it was pretty funny yeah. So like watching Sean Connery like fight this obviously fake monster and being able to see him like he was basically fighting himself like in the air yeah was hilarious like there was nothing about it it might as well have been uh like a video created by like high schoolers you know yeah like it was hilarious but then at the other end of the thing like just uh we played a game where we would like toss a fake ball. That was like non-existent, and like you could feel the ball because oh yeah, the gravity ball. Or, yeah, yeah, it's like the ball of light or something, and exactly. you could feel it, and you could like touch it, and it's just so wild, such a wild feeling that you realize that your mind is basically what makes everything that you feel and do, and uh, like just having that one little dose really like shows you how your mind really works you know yeah i actually do have a really good subject for our next or like one of our podcasts that we get together for i have like a, a little bit of an outline you know like a not a script but like an outline mm-hmm. but it really like really shows like or i want to like dive deeper into like your mind a little bit, which I, yeah. I think will be a really cool podcast for us to have. Yeah, we could do a little. Uh, you ever tried DMT, Joe uh, Rogan kind of thing? I was gonna say the drug that I would want to try is DMT. Yeah, I would try that just because it's uh, it's fast. I hear. Yeah, fast, and you, you won't get, be dead. And for you, the get, next day. you get a lot from it though, from what I hear. Yeah, you have like ego death. You know, I hear. You, you get like a super. Um, different perspective on life and existence and everything i i yeah i personally know a few people have done it multiple times and they say it's like one of the best things that ever happened to them yeah i definitely had an experience on lsd it was like it was so long and like drawn out and you think about so much in that time that like it does really make you feel at peace i'm okay i gotta take my cat to the vets yeah yeah, it is, it is. It is crazy. I think DMT would be the ones, the one that I would like to try again. Yeah. Or not, not again, but like, I would like to try. Yeah, I think I could go my whole life without doing another LSD thing. Yeah. 
but who knows? Well, Maybe. you know, a the lot of these drugs is, like is just so intense and long. Like you better lot, not be yeah. doing anything for the well, week. Yeah, a lot of these drugs are like, uh, and then uh, get ready to ask your uh, some new questions. We'd love to hear some more questions from you guys. Um, a lot of things about like some of these drugs is they're good like recreation drugs, and then they're good uh, standalone drugs. It's like so you have, and I think a lot of people they don't they're not able to realize like what is a recreation drug to them and what is a standalone drug and like how often you should use it. Like so, some of these drugs, you should probably just use a couple times in your life, you know, just to get like a different perspective, but then they abuse it. Cause like maybe they're missing something in their life with, because of the, the dopamine levels and everything that the drug gives them. And I think, you know, if you go into your drug experience, knowing that you're going to have a very big uptick in your dopamine levels and that that's what you strive to go and do like you'll be able to come out of that a lot better uh, rather than you know just doing the drug recreationally just to have fun you know so if you're if you're going into it just to have fun it it could lead you down a bad path because if you if that's what you do for fun and all of a sudden, like, that's what you need to do for fun every single time you go out to have fun. You know, so I think I think people need to be careful about how they consume their drugs, you know. That is a good question. At what age did you lose your virginity and where? So I lost my virginity at the age, the young age of 13. It was at my girlfriend's house. Her and her mom. Uh, oh no! So her mom, she was a. Her mom was divorced, so so it was just her mom. Uh, left us to just pretty much hang out, and we lost our virginity there. And it was in her bedroom, at the ripe age of thirteen. That is when I lost my virginity. Nice. Yeah. When did you you lose your virginity, John? I lost my virginity when I was, hmm, I think I was 16. Yeah, I was 16. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with losing your virginity at really any time at all. Um, yeah, I was 16. I was in El Paso at a, my girlfriend's house. And... We didn't know what we were doing, and I had to buy Plan B after that. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Because we didn't know what we were doing, and we were like, oh, yeah, sex makes babies. And, of course, we didn't know, like, one time probably won't yield a baby, but we didn't yeah. really know what so, we were so, doing, so I was like, So I everyone knew that you had sex that day? No, not everyone. I just went and bought Plan B. Funny enough, you don't need to be... Of age to get Plan B, or your parents' permission, or your parents' permission. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I straight up got it, and sixty dollars was like all the money I had in the world, and I was so pissed I had to actually spend sixty yeah. fucking dollars. Yeah. And it's like a big ass box with one little bill inside. Yeah. And I was like, take this bitch. I've only needed to use the Plan B once, um, but that was definitely in my early twenties. And ever since then, it's like it's never been that big of a deal. Yeah. You know? After but, that, like I've never used such yeah. a thing. I mean, 
Uh, so when I was 13, I guess, like, we were actually pretty fucking responsible. Honestly, like, we had condoms. We had, like, everything, like, <laughs> laid out and everything. I mean, being 13 and losing your virginity, that's, like, pretty young. That is pretty uh, young. I think I was like, in 7th or 8th grade, I guess, maybe. Mm. So, I mean, but for being that young, we were pretty, pretty responsible. Pretty nice. proud of myself. We're responsible now. Yeah. As you can see, because I'm 25, no kids. Yeah. Same with you. You've been good. Yeah, I'm wrapping it up. In my mid-30s, no kids. You've been wrapping it up. And hopefully by my mid-60s, I'll still have no kids. Ah. So, so John, do you plan on ever having kids? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Eventually. Yeah. When I have, like, money for it. They say... Well, that's never going to happen. Yeah, I guess so. So, they say you're never going to be ready for kids. So, if you go by the plan of... I want to be ready for kids. You're never going to be ready for kids. I think once I feel like my career is dying down, maybe. I think I'm going to do like Jeff Goldblum and just be like a hot like 40-year-old, 50-year-old and then have kids. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like 32 with three kids. Shout out. Hell shout yeah. Out. Yeah. There we go. I, uh, You'd like Eric. He's around that age with four kids. So um, I have been, I've known some friends that have had like their dads be in their 40s and 50s when they had them. So like at 20, they're like 70. Yeah. You know, which is kind of like a, I don't know, being in like your 20s, you shouldn't have that old of a dad, in my opinion. Eh. I mean, I mean, uh, I'm not a parent, so I shouldn't have an opinion. But it's kind of like it's it's weird to like oh like I have a parent that's just as old as like a grandpa should be. Yeah, I had you a know? a friend in theater whose parents were retired. Yeah, and they always talked about how old they were. Yeah, and that like they don't do shit; they're old. Yeah, and stuff. Well, yeah. And it was basically like their her parents were her grandparents. Yeah, exactly. I can see that. That's a little you know too like much. my. Uh, like my grandma right now, because I come from a young family, and I obviously did not, um, I did not relive that tradition of having a young family because I don't have any kids. Mm-hmm. But my grandma is barely hitting seventy. Wow, really? Yeah, she yeah. probably has like eight kids, six kids. <laughs> That's how my grandma is. Five kids. Yeah, yeah. My grandma has like four kids, and she's like, she's like seventy-two. Yeah. She's like she started having kids in like the sixties. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's like you're barely hitting your seventies. Yeah. Wow. My mom is the oldest of her kids and she was born in sixty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I am the oldest grandchild. I was born in eighty six. Oh, so you're the big boy. I'm the big boy. I'm one one. Nice. I'm the first grandchild from the first kid. Nice. So you were like beating up all the little kids? Pretty, pretty much. much yeah yeah i would say that i'm uh, like on the opposite end we we always have uh at my grandma's house like the stockings ordered from like oldest to youngest yeah and it's like i'm like 10th oh, yeah. on that list i would say like okay so i'm that was a little bit dramatic I, i've never beat up on any of my my uh, youngers like I, i've actually no, always been like i've always been like a mentor like and like the leader yeah, you're more of the leader, not the I, I'm more of the leader dictator. And, and not the dictator, exactly. Like I will let everyone know that I am the one one. 
But yeah. I will I will also like help everybody along the way, you know? Nice. On my mom's side of the family, it's always whoever's oldest, stay away from them because they're just gonna bully you. And that's how it is. Like uh yep. my mom's brother, older brother, j- my uncle just his life is to be as annoying and as much of a bastard as possible to all the kids. Because really. I think to him that's how you that's how you build character is just be an asshole. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Like his favorite thing is like uh when they're kids, like he whips out his pocket knife and he's like, I'm gonna cut off your pee pee weight. Really? Yeah, or something like that. Because he's Mexican. Jeez. Yeah. Or like, I'm gonna cut off your little toe. And he gets like close to you and it's like fucking scary. And sometimes like he has a whole plan, I think. He has like a whole agenda of education of like negative education because like at a certain point that's when he'll start to like grab you and like pop every one of your toes with his hands like you know how you can like pull a toe and like pop it he would do that to me and like just like forcibly and he was like a huge asshole but in a like kind of fun uncle sort of way but it still annoyed me but just enough to where I didn't like resent him for it yeah, well, I don't know where I was going with that, but I don't know either. Uh, <laughs> I think we we're talking about oldest child and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and was, his son does the same thing. Is what I was gonna yeah, say. Okay, yeah. and he's like number one oldest. Yeah. So like with my family, it's a little bit of a different family structure because, um, on my dad's side of the family, we have no family connection at all. My dad was adopted twice, and this twice? is twice. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and this is a subject for another podcast. But anyway, he got treated like shit from both adopted families, and obviously his regular family didn't give a shit about him. I love you, Dad. Um, so, like, I have very little... Well, right now, I have no interaction with my dad's side of the family. Well, my dad's yeah. adopted side of the family, second adopted side of the family. Mm-hmm. And I have little to no memory of my dad's side of the family. I have about until I was like maybe 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the last time I've seen any of my dad's side of the family, which is fine because they, in my opinion, are all pieces of shit. Right. On. And I'm never ever going to acknowledge them as any part of my family ever. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like they, as, as they've never acknowledged my dad as part of their family. So the only interaction I've had is on my mom's side of the family, which is, you know, which is a, a great. Um, do they vote Trump too? I don't know. I don't know what that has to do with anything we were talking about. Yeah. Um. So I like, w- which is great. My mom's side of the family is a great family. We have, uh, you know, obviously my grandma and my mom, we, my mom is the oldest child. I am the oldest child of my mom. Yeah. So I am one, one. And like ever since my great grandparents down, like we've had an amazing experience and amazing, like obviously yeah, you should be sorry. Obviously we, fuck? we don't get together as much as we should, you know? Cause like shit happens. And isn't that weird that like you only see a majority of your family during like weddings and funerals? Yeah. That's a little weird. It is weird. Uh, like this last weekend, like I said earlier in the podcast, like I went to my grandpa's funeral. Well, technically my step grandpa's funeral. 
but he was like he was like my grandpa because he was yeah you know, i get he, what you mean he was married to my grandma for half of my life yeah you know and he was at every single family event and i honestly have seen him more than my real grandpa you know, so he is my grandpa. Yeah, that's how my dad's dad is. Like, my biological grandfather died when my dad was like nine. Mm-hmm. So, like, my dad's stepdad is one hundred percent like my grandpa. Who, yeah, like yeah. did all the grandfatherly things. Yeah, exactly. My entire life. Exactly. And like, honestly, I like I need to make it more. And this is like something I'm gonna do in my life, kind of a little bit going forward. Is just making a point to like go see my the outside of my family a little bit more outside of those events, like outside of those events, man, because like, of course, weddings are amazing, but funerals are not. Yeah. And we need like, honestly, in in my family, there's no one left to get married. (laughs) You know, right. It's just going to be kids next, I guess. There's two people that are about right. Well, we don't, we don't get together for kid functions like births or anything. Mm. So it's either weddings or funerals. So I need to break the tradition of weddings and funerals because there's only two people left to get married in our family. And the, yeah. and then after that, it's all funerals. And those funerals are not going to look good. Yeah. So I need to As start. As opposed my, to the good looking funerals. Well, I mean, because that is like, you know, my parents or my grandma. Oh, yeah. Super heavy. Like super heavy or my aunt or like, like those are what's left. So like we need yeah. to make like. I, I'm going to try and make a point to make more. If they're close by, like what we did is like every month we do a family dinner or we well, either go to a place. They're definitely not close by. I have California, like Northern Idaho. California and Idaho. Mm. So, and Arizona. So they're not close by. So I, I'm, I'm going to talk with my uncle and try to do like a kind of like a center like once a year, like cabin trip to where we like just rent a big cabin. We hang out for a week. Yeah, that'd be sick. You know, it's like just kind like, of a camping. Yeah, camping family reunion type thing. Because you know, like I'm, I don't know. I I miss my family. I love my family. They're they're great. Like the mom side, of my the mom, my mom's side of the family is great. I love all of them. Like yeah. we all have political different views, but what I love about my family is like we could talk about different political views. And it's just views, you know, there's no fights. There's nothing about it. Yeah. You know, it's just, just talking and having a great time, drinking some beers and all shooting that. Shooting the shit. Exactly. Shooting the shit. And I love that. And it needs to change the, the weddings and funerals in yeah. my family, you know. And now you're kind of like, you're the prime adult now. So you're the one that has to do all of it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've kind of learned is like now that my parents are like the older ones and my brother has his kids and like everyone has their kids like there's it's really up to the the people who were once kids to like do all the things that we did as kids you know like put together the parties and the get-togethers and stuff like that's all on you yep it is grandma and grandpa will show up and the kids will show up but well now just just grandma yeah (laughs) Uh, same for me too man it sucks um But, yeah, it's, like, it's up to you now to be, like, the, organizer. the adult with yep. the house and the organizer, yep. you know? Absolutely. And it, it's a lot to take in, but it's also cool to be, like, the cool one. Cool uncle well, yeah, you know, I just, you know, I just think it, need, it needs to happen more, man. Like, um, You can kind of start the whole tradition yeah. of, like, the kids 
oh, let's go to John Mann's house. I remember John Mann's house. Yeah. And I'll think about that for like years to come. That's exactly, man. Because my both my brother and, and my sister, they both have two kids apiece. And I barely know them. And I am their uncle. Yeah. I, like, honestly, I'm the uncle that moved away to the Pacific Northwest to make my life better and not like Idaho life. Because I don't like Idaho life. I'm not... Yeah, you're I'm not a, a small town. I'm not a small town. You know? so, I'm the same way, man. You know, like so I barely know my nieces and nephews. My my true blood nieces and nephews. Yeah. You know, I barely know them. And they barely know me. Like I'm pretty sure um my brother's daughter and son. Sorry, I had to think of their names because <laughs> that's how well I know them. If they saw me, like they wouldn't know who I am. Yeah. You know, like, I don't even think I've met my brother's oldest son. So. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Got to make time. Really do, man. Money. Really do. You got to have time, money. Uh, you know what? Got to uh, have money for time and time for money. Uh, uh, honestly, I think the money thing, in my opinion, the money thing could be set aside, but I think it's effort, time and effort. Because we can make money happen. Like we could, you know, like anybody can make money happen. It's about effort. It's the, the, the effort that you put towards like making this happen and making sure that everyone knows, Hey, what's up, big Rick. And making sure that everyone knows what, like what's actually going on, you know? Yeah. Big Rick. We are Eric list today and it is a John John show. Yeah. Have a great time though. Yeah. And with that though, like, You know. I do. All right, so we we got we got a half hour left, and you want to wrap it up and do like a final question with some music. Yeah, some closeout music. Yeah, you. Uh, what time do you want to be out of here? Like, what time do you want to wrap this podcast up? I want to be out the door by like two o'clock. All right. Oh, probably less than that, like one fifty. All right, so let's do uh, another five minutes here. You guys think about questions. Uh, think about questions. That you want to answer us, and then we'll uh, get to the random question section, and then we're going to wrap up this podcast. So uh, get it going. Big Rick, Jamie, um, WTF, and Flom. Let's get some more random questions going. And I will put on the random question music. But, yeah, man. So family, man. You got to do it. Yeah. You know, family is one of those things. But yeah, yeah, it, you know, it, it's something you have to think about, man. Like I think funerals, like they do that to you, man. They they make you think in different ways because oh, someone's died, you know, like and you see family they haven't seen in years. Oh yeah, but, hell yeah. All right, John and I are gonna start this random question off with one of our own questions. Uh, John, give me a number. Uh, 36. All right, 36. What is your ideal birthday? Not the date, but rather the idea you, the ideal way you'd like to spend the day. Uh, starting off, my perfect birthday will start off with me getting out of bed and going to the bathroom, taking a pee. And then eating a fantastic American breakfast 
mm. with eggs, bacon, maybe some sausage, some eggs in there. Hopefully a heated up tortilla Ooh. with some, maybe some chorizo that's ground up and heated. Spicy or a little bit mild? Uh, I don't care. Just any of it. Spicy, maybe. Are you a spicy food guy? Do you like spicy foods? I like spicy food. I don't inherently like go after spicy things. But I do put spicy sauce on a lot of my stuff because I feel like I need some zing in there. So yeah, I guess I am a spicy. I do go after the spice sometimes. Um, yeah, and then probably just have a nice, just a nice day. Maybe go skiing or something. So uh, going out doing something. What month does your birthday fall in? January. January. All right, so a winter baby. Yeah, like so me. probably go skiing, go out, do something. That's fun. Or if it's just horrible outside, just stay at home. I just like staycations, okay. and I like breakfast, and I like not having to worry about stuff. Yeah, I, I am in the same vein. Uh, first and foremost, I would like to not work on my birthday. I am. Oh, yeah. But I usually have to work on my birthday because of the nature of my job. Uh, I am also a winter baby, so my ideal birthday would be a weekend, a Saturday. Get to wake up, drink some coffee with my wife, have a good breakfast, maybe do a little bit of shopping, and then afterwards have a, a pretty decent, you know, not like a party per se, but just like a get together with some of the, some, some close relatives, some close relatives, That'd not be. your endlessly talking aunt, maybe. Exactly. We can do that at exactly. like a restaurant. Yeah. Any more That's, questions, guys? Come on now. Yeah. I just got a text from Vanessa. <laughs> Time to go. Uh, not yet. But she's like, "Are you gonna be home soon?" All right. I gotta take my cat, who's right. bugging out. We're gonna do one more question from the listeners, and then we're gonna wrap this up. So we got about a couple more minutes. So listeners, I know you're in there, flaw, soulful. Come on, give us a random question. We know you're in here. One more random question. Even if it's about drugs. Yeah. Beer. The last one was drugs. I love beer. Yeah. I would say, like, the my most used drug is beer and caffeine. Caffeine, yeah, I think that's my most I, used. Yeah, I drink so much fucking caffeine. It's ridiculous. Hell yeah. Hey, it's good. It What's the good. downside? Nothing. Maybe some stuff. Yeah, uh, some breath. heart, some heart palpitations. Yeah, and like sometimes my heart feels like it's gonna beat out of my chest. But is that really that bad? No, I mean I guess I guess it's not that bad. It's right. exercising my heart, you know. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite place for a vacation outside of the U.S. of A? Uh, well, I've only vacationed once outside of the U.S. and that was. Spain and Portugal in that area and that place was fucking nice but I think my go-to next vacation outside of the US is Japan and I've nice. talked about it several times and I really want to go to Japan it looks super cool and it's like probably the most different place you can go to save maybe for like Middle Eastern country or mm -hmm. like China or something I want to get an experience that's straight up crazy you know yeah Ireland is absolutely on the list, of course. Like, so, I would, yeah. who wouldn't want to go to Ireland so flaw, as an American? Uh, my mm -hmm. wife and I's number one out-of-country destination is Ireland. 
So I personally, my wife has, but I personally have not traveled outside the United States. But once I do, it's going to be Ireland. So we are getting there. My wife and I, we are going to be getting there. Don't you worry. It is on our list, and it's pretty much on our number one list. So I would say in the next couple of years, yeah, next couple of years, we got to wait for a couple of things. But yeah. in the next couple of years, <laughs> I will be going to Ireland as our, our number one country destination outside of Disneyland parks because <laughs> uh, we are a Disney family. But yeah. Ireland for sure. <clears throat> Um, that's gonna happen for us so I think we'll do like for my bachelor party or something go to Ireland take my brother and anyone else hopefully I'm invited yeah well I'll definitely invite you if you're allowed to go by yourself oh well I'm gonna bring my wife with me no that's fine as long as she just doesn't show up at all go to country Claire absolutely I I'm gonna put that on my list right now I honestly am putting this in my phone right now Country Claire. Country Claire. Stack uh -huh. party. All Galway. Right. Galway, that's where we're going for your bachelor party. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks for the input. Gonna be a stag. Whoa, I haven't heard that for a while. Yeah. There it is. The closeout music. The closeout music. I want to thank all of our chat people out there. We had a great pod today. This is just the John and John show today. Yeah, it was meant to be just like this chill cast, but we went a full two hours, 30 minutes. Which is I guess good. that happens. And uh, thanks, Flaw, for all the, the, the Ireland advice, because uh, my wife and I, we are definitely going to go there, and we definitely appreciate your, uh, your heads ups on a lot of these things. I definitely took notes on my phone, so thank you for that. I want to thank John Mann for putting this together because it wouldn't have happened without him. Because I literally just sit here and talk and, sh and show up. Well, isn't that what podcasting's about? Yeah. Sitting here, talking, and showing up? I think yeah. that's the main thing, right? I usually don't come to these two P's ones because I'm always like, uh, like, oh, we need three, we need three, but it worked out. Yeah, it worked out well. I think uh, we're going to do this a little bit more often. Um, we do want to say, Eric... You're out there moving your family. Good on you, man. We love you, and we'll we know we'll see you next week. Eric is the the, the meat of this podcast. Um, he is uh, moving his family right now. Just just got a new house. So good on you, man. Uh, congratulations on your new place. Shout out. Yep. Shout out. Uh, maybe next week we'll have a full sandwich. Yes. Yes. But maybe not. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a fourth. Who knows? Yeah, could. We can bring back Isaiah if we yeah. want. For sure. I love how like when we're about ready to enter a podcast, like all these people start showing up. Yeah, they're like, what's going on here? What's going on here? Right yeah. when we're about to close out. Yep. Ah, they left good. Yep. yep. Get out of here. Do we have a English tag on ours? What do you mean an English tag? Like I feel like a lot of people enter and realize that it's uh in English. Because we see a lot of like no, like I, this one, it's like Tijuana or something. Yeah, I don't know if we have a. Uh, can they search by language? I don't know. What time is it there? It's 1:37 p.m. on yep. Saturday. Yep. On Saturday. So yeah, what time is it over there? 21:37. So it is nine o'clock. 
9 p.m. p.m. We use the p.m. a.m. system. Well, I, I'm I'm good on the the, the military time. Mm. I actually use the 21s. Okay, general flaw. All right. <laughs> awesome, you guys. Uh, we appreciate it very much. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are semi-active. Um, Twitter at the John Sandwich, and we got Thurston on Twitch. He streams live. Yeah, uh, Thurston Q, look me up. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter personally, it's at the John Man. And Carousing Cinema is Eric, our third co-host. That's not here. We love you guys. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Peace up, A-Town. Perfect timing. Four followers. Nice. Four followers, that's good. 29% participants.